Albuquerque's macro aggression, Eddie Aragon, the rock of talk. Tuesday afternoon, I'm Eddie Aragon, The Rock of Talk on EM 1600, KIVA, ABQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com. 550-5500. Dad Muska here in the house. Uh, don't forget, Ma, you can actually see Dad Muska. <laughs> He'll be very happy. Uh, Roku TV, Amazon Fire, and Apple TV. And uh, I did put up a podcast, but no direction. It's just information that's up there. For all the information that you need, go to my good friend uh, uh, and partner here, uh, D-Dad Muska at rockoftalk.chats. Uh, you could go ahead and subscribe, get all the show notes, the information, the links, hot links, as well as uh, you can download the app as well. We have an app for rockoftalk.tv. I know so many of you are like, you guys didn't broadcast yesterday. I'm like, oh, I didn't realize you only watched us on TV. Yes, we are on TV, rockoftalk.tv. It's uh, that easy, folks. If you just type in rockoftalk.tv, you'll download the app also for Apple and Android. Who knew we had all these things? And when you're on Roku and Amazon Fire and Apple, boy, just uh, you can't be beat uh, right there. I, one of the most interesting things we ever sure. did, Eddie, was uh, remember that afternoon you sent out a request, you know, how are you connecting with us right now? And yep. I kind of thought, oh, you know, everybody's just listening to the radio the way they used to. We got answers, Apple, Roku, uh, dev- you know, streaming through the mobile device, uh, watching on the on my, my desktop at work. I mean, it was really interesting to get that kind of variety. So we're trying to... Trying to reach you on your level, ladies and gentlemen. That's However right. you want us, we're available. <laughs> and, and in your inbox uh, as well. Let's go to that. Uh, I am running for mayor, uh, but I'm not a candidate. So you can help me get on the ballot uh, to be a candidate. All you have to do is go to com. Uh, the guys who don't want me to succeed are already up to their shenanigans. See, I told you he was helping Tim Keller. Like, uh, I've had one abq.com forever. Folks, that was uh, what Tim Keller stole from me, okay? So you guys need to. So 1abq.com, sign the petition, boom, you're good to go. Uh, I am not circulating a single paper petition, just in case you want to know. So for all of you guys who, oh, I need to come in, oh, you sign, I'm going to drive, I will not take your signature uh, to get my name on the ballot. It's just not going to happen. The reason why? Fraud. Fraud, fraud, and I'm not going to hand a single person a petition to go gather petitions. If you want to walk around with, like, a sandwich board around Walmart and just put in www.1abq.com and, you know, get a Republican on the ballot, that's what we're trying to do. So much information to share with you uh, regarding that. It was a a stupendous, uh, I don't know if that's the right uh, word, it was an amazing 24 hours. Coming in Um, hot and heavy, huh? Hot and heavy, (laughs) hot, hot and heavy. Uh, Here's the uh, final numbers for the... Uh, first uh, 24 hours. I put this out a little bit earlier today, and everybody got a personal email from me. Uh, you would also notice that if you text me directly at 550-5500, it's amazing. I just respond. And uh, this little first 24-hour uh, email that went out, since it's not officially a campaign, you remember, you're not a campaign until you qualify. And we'll talk more about that. And that's very important here because there's a lot of people who are trying to throw uh, monkey wrenches into the uh, spokes. Help a Republican get on the ballot for the Albuquerque mayor. And, uh, dear whoever, uh, time is short, so I'll get right to it. We need a Republican on the ballot for Albuquerque mayor, and I have stepped into the race. In the 24 hours since my candidacy began, we've collected 504 signatures. We'll need 3,000 qualified signatures by August 10th. 
To ensure we have had more than enough needed signatures, we need 300 signatures a day, every day between now and August 10th. Here's how you can help. Number one, please click here to sign my petition for ballot access. That Again, that is www.1abq.com. The number one, abq.com. For your signature to count, you must be registered to vote in the city of Albuquerque. That seems fair enough, and you have to do it electronically so it verifies who you are. Uh, please forward and share my ballot petition link with family, friends, neighbors, and coworkers at uh, one number one abq.com. Copy and paste it into your emails and social media streams and text it to everyone you know. That's right. Sharing is caring. Nobody cares about how much you know until they know how much you care. Uh, note, I'm sure Dad will like this a lot. I will not accept any, not one piece of paper or campaign contributions until September the 1st. What? What? that when i'm officially on the ballot please do not send donations at this time you i won't even open the envelope it's just that simple when have you ever heard a political candidate say that down uh, we're of... still about six months behind uh, uh oh. figuring out the backlog of all the uh, impeach mlg petitions coming in we we just don't have the bandwidth <laughs> to process all that much paperwork that's right? really what it is so ultimately <laughs> but uh, yeah so it's all that so you've never heard a political candidate says we're not taking any petition you literally have two democrats Manny Gonzalez and Tim Keller fighting it out for your public money. They're like, oh, I need your $661,000, taxpayers. I've got to get that money. Why are we doing this if you can't fund your own campaign? And by the way, all of the people who donate, all the Republicans who donate to the Democrats, I see you. I see you. And all the people who signed the petition, I also see you. It's really awesome. And for those of you who think that I'm trying to spoil a race, oh, there's not a Republican on the ballot. Why are you Republicans claiming that a Republican is spoiling? You guys, I gave you, how much more time could I have possibly given them to find a Republican candidate? I mean, this just worked beautifully. And then you go out and you find one on the very day that I enter the race. Love that. Oh, by the way, Anna Garner will be joining us here uh, very shortly, talking about a true patriot. Uh, to learn more about how I will improve Albuquerque, watch or listen to my show. See, rockoftalk.tv, it's right there. 4 to 7 p.m. online at rockoftalk.com as well. You can listen on AM 1600 KIVA or on TV at rockoftalk.tv. That's it. Feel free to text me anytime at the number below. There you go. Hey, uh, who, how many of these guys can you text? Uh, I don't even remember what these guys' text numbers are. I cannot do this without you. Thank you. And then I, my number again, 550 500 all is fair. There is all the information that is there that is fit to share. If you want to ask me any questions, the interview, I had somebody, some guy stopped in who was a police officer and uh, really enjoyed uh, meeting with him and his wife. They came and asked me a few questions. He said, you know, this is the best news I've heard all year. And he sat down for about 40. Now, I'm not going to invite everybody in. Okay? I've happened to know this guy for a long time, uh, but I haven't met him. He'd never been to the station, whatever. So uh, he came in, and uh, I sat down, fixed him a cup of coffee, and we hung out for about 40 minutes and talked about crime, policing, and all the questions from homelessness, uh, et cetera. But my focus from now until August 10th or until we actually qualify is going to be only getting petitions. We get all the information. People know where I stand. We know what we talk about. And for all these people who are trying to say, oh, he dropped out or he's not really running or like forget all the naysayers you heard it here and you can hear it straight from the horse's mouth and if you have anything any question whatsoever guess what i answer my phone i return text messages so it is uh, that simple but without further ado we're not here to talk about all that uh we got world war z i told you it was coming again and 
Here it is right on cue, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, I left you the Fox uh, top of the hour Fox News for a reason. I said, Dowd, I'm going to leave the Fox News on. I'm just going to play it because I want you to hear how incredibly different the USA Radio Network's newscast is and then the Fox News newscast, okay? Totally two different things. Totally two different things. What is Fox News doing? They're advocating, it's masking, we're going to have, uh, you know, all the kids are going back, and, and you're like, what? They're going to pull this stuff again? I thought we were done with this. And now you're starting to feel the, the, the wool pulled right over your eyes because you didn't think that it could happen again. And I've been telling everybody, we've been telling everybody, that the second shutdown is coming. I told you about the impending housing crash that is also going to be happening. But for those of you who are already in the house, that's really not going to matter because you're going to stay in your house anyway, right? Or at least they're going to force you to stay in your house. And the banks own your mortgage as it is. And, you know, we're all slave to our, our mortgages uh, out there. Uh, very important pieces that are now starting to come out. And, and where all this information is coming from, it's the experts. Don't you know you're supposed to listen to the follow the science, the data, the experts. And generally, uh, mostly coming from people's names you can't pronounce so sophisticated, so complex, and so much smarter than you that if you don't follow them and you don't take the vaccine, you're actually killing black people. I got that today. Literally, if wow. you don't take this... For, Me? Oh, yes. You're, don't you realize I'm that, unvaxxed. Uh, ethnic, uh, 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 it's really an interesting uh, commentary. I'll, I'll, I'll share the article here once I get through this expertise. But if you don't take the vaccine... Heck, I'll just go right into it. This is what black women should know about the COVID-19 Delta variant. From Yale Medicine, as of now, it's spread across the globe and is currently the dominant strain. While it's expected the virus would change and adapt over time, the Delta virus, uh, virus is being pinned as a particular threat since at the end of last month. The World Health Organization marked it as the most able and fastest and the fittest of all the viruses. So according to Johns Hopkins, 82% of the new COVID cases are the Delta variant. And unfortunately now, the black community is lagging behind in COVID vaccination and as a result is experiencing higher rates of infection and hospitalization. Let's not allow this terrible disease to decimate our community. Dr. Elaine Batchelor, the president of one of the leading medical institutions called the Martin Luther King Community Healthcare, said that there's an unfortunate tie between dangerous variants in the black community. And there you go. Black women are three times more likely to die. Does any, anybody trust any of this information at this point? The Delta variant is racist? It is. You, it just, I didn't it, think it had a brain. but It okay. looks for black people, and it, it, it aims to kill them. Right. Well, white, welcome to the white community, Delta variant, because I guess that's what, we, <laughs> what we're about, too, right? Oh, is uh, it, is it, oh right. Yeah. The, it, it's part of your privilege, because you don't have to get well, the I vaccination. I am the official show racist. Right? So. There it is. Yeah, there it is. So this stuff has gone way too far. Way too far. Nobody sees color. Nobody is paying attention to any of this data that's coming out. Excuse me, the science that's coming out from these experts. A local medical expert. Uh, help me out here, Doubt. Dr. <laughs> Jagdish Kubachjandani, public health professor at the New Mexico State University, said that states have a lower vaccination, uh, vaccination rates are now seeing a spike in cases with the Delta variant. And you're like, uh, where? What's happening? Uh, I'm just listening to more propaganda that continues to come out on 4713 or on any of the media that seems to be propagating, of course, what they're getting from the news releases from the government. It's a bit much, isn't it? The job of the virus is to mutate, and our job is to mitigate. 
So according to El Paso data, interestingly enough, they're at 68.1%. Very controlled, very, very controlled, do what we're told uh, type of population. 12 and older, 68.1%. The percentage throughout the rest of the country, 48%. Uh, Let me remind you, ladies and gentlemen, there's not outbreaks in Africa. There's not outbreaks in Japan. There's not outbreaks in Australia. The corresponding rates for their vaccination rates in Africa as a continent, less than 10%. In Japan, 22%, where they're having the Olympic Games. And in Australia, 21%. Do you see the outbreaks happening there? No, but we got to listen to Dr. Jagdish Kubjatani or whatever his name is. If you're is. listening, oh. Delta Variant, yes. there's a lot of black people in Africa. Oh. So if you really want to kill black people, apparently that's your goal, the Delta Variant I'm speaking to right now. Wow. Maybe you want to go to Africa. There's a lot more black people in Africa than in other continents. So, yeah. You know, okay, just a little advice. A little advice for the Delta Variant, where <coughs> to go, listening. what to do. Yeah. Uh, here's uh, some of the other information he's sharing. If we hit the 70-80% mark, maybe we'll have some control over the pandemic, but this winter will not be easy. It may continue. There is the winter. Winter is coming. Not only that, right? (laughs) The North remembers. We knew all along we were going to have another shutdown. The pandemic was going to go now well into the end of 2020. (laughs) What happened to two weeks to reduce the spread? It's only 15 years to slow the spread. Mm. It was 15 days, then it became 15 years. Sometimes we get confused. He also added that vaccination efforts need to be continued and advised to those who are vaccinated to wear a mask if they are unsure of who is vaccinated around them. You <laughs> but you're vaccinated! Why would you wear a mask? This is what we do now. We just basically ask if whether or not it's part of the new virtue signaling, right? Now, the mask, uh, we, that didn't work. So now you get to go and start asking people whether or not there's va- they're vaccinated. There's no HIPAA. There's no, uh, I can do what I want to do, my body, my choice, nothing. No, you're going to go through forced vaccination and forced masking for 2022. Remember, it's not a vaccination. The FDA hasn't approved it at such. It is gene therapy. So here's what he says. It is perfectly legal for you to ask people if they are vaccinated. So now you've got the medical guy giving you legal (laughs) advice about something that he thinks is a healthcare pandemic. This is never going to end, folks. I want you to be completely and totally aware. This is like, you know, finding the golden goose and realizing you're going to pump all the eggs out of it until it dies. That's what it is for people who like the command and control economy, the command and control government, and telling people, hey, here's what we want you to do. This is public health climate change. It's going to be with us for the rest of our lives. Yes. Here it is. This is all Agenda uh, 2030. And here's what he says. If they invite you to a home, to a gathering or a party, you definitely want to ask people if they are vaccinated. Uh, Let me just say, if you ask me if I'm vaccinated, I ain't walking in anywhere you want. That's why I'm doing everything. This is the most COVID-safe campaign there is for mayor, for any office, right? I don't need to see you, talk to you, but you can see me, talk to me. I don't screen calls. you got it all right there. Sign up online. Sign your petition online. No, there it is. You get to do it. It's all virtual. Now, here's, but nobody listens to AM radio, right? And when are they going to start coming at me with, oh, you're using your AM radio station? I thought nobody listened. I thought we had 10 listeners or 150 listeners. Now, University of New Mexico professor is now going to consult on the vaccine documentary. And his focus, by the way, this is the second time this has come out in a different way. This one by KRQE says, stopping myths and misinformation. Maybe they should look themselves in the mirror and they should say, well, Maybe this is a myth. Why do we keep believing this misinformation? What is a PCR test? 
How come we didn't do hydroxychloroquine? How come we didn't do all these things that would have prevented this from happening? How about just good health and having a great immune system? Yep, yep. Like me, like Dow. I'd watch that documentary <laughs> if now, it was ever made. His name, Dr. Doherty, began working on the documentary called Vaccination from the Misinformation back in 2017. And he says this is now the perfect time for the documentary to be, be released. Anybody uh, want to say it has nothing to do with health care? Is there a reason why this is so important? Oh, because we could air it on PBS, Compliance. and he's going to get paid a lot of money for pushing this stuff out. Over the years, we found that the depictions became much more negative in the modern era. Maybe because we realized that we're pretty good at taking care of ourselves. In the early days of 30s, 40s, and 50s, the movies portrayed heroic doctors and researchers who developed a vaccine and saved everybody's lives. Well, then, enter <clears throat> Dr. Fauci. Didn't he say that the vaccine was good? We may or may, you know, you want to get the one shot, the two shot. You're not going to need a mask. Right. I want to wear the masks. All the people who have taken the COVID vaccine, if you want to, if you want to lie to yourself and call it a vaccine, Dr. Fauci's got some new advice for you. We haven't even got to the schools yet, folks, and we're going to do all that with uh, Anna Garner here shortly. Fauci said that Americans who are immune compromised may end up needing additional vaccine booster shots. Weren't the first people that needed to get the vaccines in the first place? Who were they? Mm -hmm. Immunocompromised. Exactly. So what Most he's telling risk. you is everybody needs to get booster shots to combat the Delta variant of the coronavirus. Folks, these people haven't even isolated the coronavirus. They have 30 to 40 parts. Generally, when you're going to develop a real vaccine, you need 30,000 to 40,000 parts. Look it up. You mean to tell me, have they already isolated the Delta variant and now you need something else you need to start injecting in people? We've been on this COVID thing now for 18 months with now no end in sight. And as Dr. Fujiyashi, uh, whatever, <laughs> is going to go for the next well into 2022. He also says, transplant patients, cancer, chemotherapy, autoimmune di diseases, if you don't get your vaccine, these are the people that you are going to kill, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Wait Israel a minute. I thought it was black women I was killing. No, now, no, now no. I'm killing you, transplant patients? I, anybody, it's hard to keep up with all this. Boy, you are a straight-up murderer. You're a, you're a bad guy. Israel's health ministry reported a decrease in effectiveness of the Pfizer vaccine. So guess what they're doing? They're going to the booster almost immediately. Pfizer and Biotech said on Friday that the U.S. had purchased an additional 200 million more doses. Now, you heard at the top of the hour of Fox News, oh, yeah, we just, there's not enough. We, you, you can more, never more, more. Oh, where's the uh, hydroxychloroquine? Where's the, um, what are the other uh, preventative ones that we had that we stored? Mm. 70 million doses of hydroxychloroquine? Nope, lock it up. We don't need it. So what did the, what did the president do yesterday? He mandated. Now, they've already told you, you can't argue against a business that requires it of its employees. Any business, any entity can require you to get that vaccine, and you can't speak out against it, period. It's either that or you're fired. So the Veterans Affairs Department became the first government agency to mandate vaccine for its frontline workers. Again, this is a... The Veterans Affairs, the medical unit, you remember those uh, stories about five, six years ago that actually helped a lot of veterans 
vote for Donald Trump for president. Remember? Do you guys remember any of that? All the unbelievable treatment that the our veterans, the people who sacrificed their life, their health, several people with PTSD, Agent Orange, they have all sorts of ailments that are, are really hindering them. Now it's requiring, well, the doctors that are there to receive the coronavirus vaccine over the next eight weeks. It's not a vaccine. It's gene therapy. Dennis McDonough said he has alerted the White House of the decision, and Biden signed off on it immediately. Guess who follows suit? The state of New York, as well as New York City, where they're going to mandate the city's 340,000 municipal workers to receive the inoculation. So if everybody gets their inoculations, their vaccines, I believe at that point we should be able to not wear our masks anymore. Oh, no. Sorry. Just the opposite. The New Mexico PED now releasing guidance on masks for the upcoming school year. That's right. All individuals in elementary schools, regardless of vaccination status, are now required to wear a mask. What is the incentive? Oh, it's the money, right? Isn't that why we're doing everything, Doubt? Mm-hmm. I think we're doing it because we're going to get paid. More on that in a second. So if you're in a school building, indoor school-sponsored event, uh, school transportation, you want, you must wear a mask. Regardless of vaccination. Regardless, yes. Yeah. I like it when people use the, the word irregardless. I'm like, that's not a word. That's not. Secondary school students, staff, and volunteers who are fully vaccinated provide documentation of full vaccination. Hey, this is the government that, that you want. There's the passport. There it is. Uh, you're not required to wear the mask. There it is. You're fully vaccinated. Provide documentation. Show, show them your papers. There it is. Secondary school students are who are unvaccinated and those who do not provide documentation of full vaccination, you're going to be abusing your children because you're going to sub- subject them now to public humiliation because mommy and daddy didn't care enough about you and turning your little kids into murderers by sending them to schools unvaccinated. Unvaccinated spectators are required to wear masks at indoor school events as well. They're not required to provide evidence of vaccination status. And here's the worst person part of this whole entire thing. Here's what's going to happen. Remember, you don't show us your papers. All schools must test randomly. Unvaccinated staff members and children. They have a weekly testing surveillance. I love that word. Nothing makes me feel more comfortable than the word surveillance. I don't know what it is about it. It's so touchy-feely and warm. Little one, you have been chosen at random. Report to testing facility immediately. We don't care about you learning your mathematics and reading and writing 25 percent of unvaccinated students each week wow. must be tested this is what you have worked this entire covid time for there's nobody in opposition because the republicans are jumping on board with this as well nationally we'll talk about that after we talk with anna garner a couple last points here to mention there is an incentive people are getting paid lots of money hundred dollars that's a lot of money to a lot of people more money's coming in. Rural health clinics getting additional 250k. Hmm, how many people can I pay with 250k, Dowd, <laughs> to get vaccinated? Okay, let's do the math. Um, not very many. Pretty incredible, right? But they're going to keep rolling out this money, so they're never going to run out of this money, of course. The money is to help the clinics develop and implement vaccine outreach and confidence efforts. I like that. It's a brand new word for them. The goal is to get more people vaccinated in medically underserved rural communities. 
$100 in seven to get all Lobos vaccinated at the University of New Mexico. This is coming out just a couple weeks ago. They put $100 in the student's bursar's account when they upload their proof of vaccination. There you we get go. weed with that 100 bucks? I thought we didn't weed? I thought we didn't need to go ahead and and get vaccinated, right? "Quote unquote vaccinated." Remember, no one's getting vaccinated because again, it's gene therapy. It has to be FDA approved actually call it. And uh, words have meetings. Students must be enrolled in the fall 2021 to be eligible. Campus employees were also entered into a drawing for one of $51,000 prizes. Sweet. Wow. So remember all that $100 vaccine incentive? Dowd, let the people know what's happening with that. Yeah, uh, Albuquerque woman, I'm just going to tell you about the, the, the sad tale of this, this, this woman who suffered at the hands of a cruel government, Connie Sanchez. She said she took her 14-year-old son to get his second dose way back on June 14th. She was told she would get the $100 gift card in the mail within a week or at most two. It's now been more than a month, and Connie Sanchez, the most sinned against woman in the history of the land of enchantment, has not received her $100. This is according to a KRQE on the Sob Sister Beat. Quote, I feel like they're not living up to what they're promising, what they're offering. If you're going to say you're going to do something, anybody, I think you should follow through with that, what you're promising and what you're offering, especially someone like the State Department. Connie's ticked. She didn't get her 100 bucks. Now, you know, she probably got her stimmy checks and her eviction moratorium and, uh, you know, all that other stuff that came along and her child credit because she has a 14-year-old. But she didn't get her 100 bucks, and she is belly aching to the local media. Uh, I, I just threw this on our list, Eddie, because I think it represents where we are in New Mexico and the nation lately. Connie. Absolutely Connie. incredible. Well, we've got the, uh, the frontline uh, fighters, and we've got Anna Garner, and uh, they're going to be joining us here in just a moment. We're going to take a quick break. We'll bring it back uh, with her. And hard to believe that the government, uh, doubt isn't going to deliver on its promise. Yeah. Uh, the checks yeah. in the mail, Connie. Uh, gift cards, right? Uh, whatever, <laughs> whatever it takes for you to get your vaccination. 432, don't forget, you can also find me if you want to go ahead and sign that endorsement. 24 hours, 504 signatures. Thanks for all your support. All you have to do is go to www.1abq.com. That's the number one, abq.com. Back and forth with Anna Garner. The Rock of Talk TV is now available on your computer or for Roku, Apple TV, and Amazon Fire. To download your version, just visit rockoftalk.tv and go to the app section to get the download link for Rock of Talk TV. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy the safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hey, it's Eddie Aragon. The staff at ABQ Guns stands for your Second Amendment rights, but they believe other freedoms are under attack by the governor's orders. Small businesses are bearing the weight of those health orders, and ABQ Guns believes she owns our state's economic collapse. ABQ Guns urges you to shop local for firearms, ammo, and accessories. Stop by the shop in Riverside Plaza, on Coors, north of Montano, or visit shop.abqguns.com. ABQ Guns, defenders of your freedom. 
Hi, I'm Ben Lucero, president and owner of Indigo Mortgage and proud to be a locally owned and operated mortgage company right here in New Mexico. Being local carries many positives for consumers, such as being able to meet face-to-face, you will receive quick response times, and all loans are processed here locally. And you will always talk with the same people from application to funding. All of our employees live here, and all profits from loan origination stay right here in New Mexico. Indigo Mortgage believes in supporting our local economy, and if at all possible, we use local vendors for supplies and technical support. I personally hire and vet all loan officers, and I assure you that your loans will be dealt with both ethically and with knowledge. Indigo Mortgage can offer the best rates and terms available on the market, so contact us today on the net at indigomortgage.net or by calling 836-5700. That's 836-5700. Indigo Mortgage, because nobody cares more about your mortgage loan. NMLS, 188-348. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. Hi, this is Mark Minicucci with the Minicucci Insurance Agency. We are privately held and locally owned. We market property and casualty insurance products and risk management services primarily to a variety of companies located within New Mexico and the surrounding states. We are able to meet the needs of a large international company as well as small local businesses. We focus on construction, onshore energy, defense contractors, health care, professional liability, and a variety of other industries. Call us today at 883-3683. Salon Deluxe and Tan Rio West have partnered together to offer hair, nail, and skin care with our signature Solitone, Lumi Facial, and Lumi Lift, and Brazilian Blowout. And this is Deb Slight from Tan Rio West Life. We specialize in permanent makeup, tattoo removal, Botox, Juvederm, spray tan, and eyelash extensions. You can reach us at 896-0586 at the salon or call Deb at Tan Rio, 994-2390. We're located at the Country Club Plaza in Rio Rancho, New Mexico. All right, it is time we put things together. We're going to go and start with the weather, which shows the slight chance of rain tonight. Uh, probably later towards the evening hours. Right now, it is 82 degrees and cloudy in Tijeras, and it is 89 at the Rock of Talk. Brand new accident. It's on I-25 northbound, just above Avenida Cesar Chavez. Kind of like yesterday. That's where the other one was. Well, a couple of lanes are out of commission. We're out of luck all the way back now, almost to Sunport, and it's going to stay pretty heavy on up to Central. Just cleaned an accident, I-40 westbound right at Carlisle. It was a minor accident, so they got that to the right shoulder rather quickly. That's good news there. And if you drive to southbound on I-25, really crowded right now from Osuna south all the way to Montgomery. Hey, come on by for some Kangen water. Change your water, change your life. It's alkaline water. Great stuff. Kangen water here at LifeSpring at Salon Helena. We're on Manal, two blocks west of Wyoming. Hope to see you this afternoon. We're up to date. Now let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Four thirty-seven here in the Kiva. It is twisted. Our uh, sister up on the fourth floor, up in Santa Fe, is very twisted, and we are hoping not to take it anymore here. And uh, Anna Garner and her crew are working 
very hard at uh, fighting back on the uh, good, uh, fighting back for the good people of New Mexico. Let me bring Anna in, and I'll also bring in her colleagues as well on this. And I want to make sure that Anna can hear me loud and clear. Anna, are you there? Anna? I, think just, uh, I can definitely hear uh, Mr. Smith. Are you there? Can you hear me? Yes, I am. Okay. And then uh, how about uh, David? Is, uh, is, he, is he there? David, you in? I, I am here, yes. Okay. We, I cannot hear Anna, so I'm going to try this one more time. Have her remove the mute. Uh, if uh, either one of you want to go ahead and, and text her very quickly, make sure that we can hear her. We are a live radio show, but uh, uh, Mr. Smith and uh, David, would you mind introducing yourself to our audience uh, here in the Kiva this afternoon? Albuquerque, Los Alamos, Santa Fe. Go ahead. So, uh, Mike, go, go, go ahead, Smith. Go, go ahead, Smith. Okay. Yeah, you first. Um, I am uh, an employee of Sandia National Labs. I've been there for seven years now. I have a long career ahead of my uh, career at Sandia, and I um, I work in one of the laboratories, you know, doing doing testing on a daily basis. Okay, uh, David, uh, go ahead. So I'm a longtime employee at Los Alamos National Laboratory. Uh, I'm part of a large group of uh, employees that uh, joined together to try to push back against some of the mandates, and uh, we contacted New, Me uh, New Mexico Stands Up and got a hold of Anna Gardner. Uh, she's been helping us uh, uh, do some actions. Uh, we sent a cease and desist order to the laboratory, or they did, uh, last Friday, so I'm happy to be on uh, on the call with her. All right. I appreciate uh, both of you being here. I'm going to try and see if we can uh, test her one more time and uh, see if we can bring her in. If not, she's going to join us uh, via phone. She'll lead the discussion here this afternoon. You no doubt uh, have both uh, heard uh, what we were talking about uh, here in the Kiva, which is, you know, the unbelievable amount of uh, overreach. But uh, there's certainly been a lot of that experience, uh, mostly in the government sector. The latest that, and I won't... Uh, get into the comments we'll see if she is going to join the phone call uh, very quickly is the veterans affair requiring everybody to be uh, vaccinated um quick thoughts if you'd like either one of you uh, on that so i think it, it, that uh that requirement plus the department of justice just making it legal for people to uh, companies to mandate vaccines uh, I think the lab will probably jump on that fairly quickly. Right now, it's just mass and uh, PCR testing. Okay, very good. I'm going to put you on. I'll bring in uh, Anna. Uh, Anna Garner, are you there? Yes, I am, Eddie. Thanks okay. for having me on. Absolutely. I'll let you lead the discussion, but we are currently being blocked by a weather alert. So uh, this happens uh, frequently when we talk about things. I know you're laughing, Dowd. Um, but this recurring theme, recurring theme here, uh, we get more weather alerts and interruptions. Uh, we do not control that, um, but it's one of the ways that we get a lot of our information censored. It is a service uh, that we are required to provide as uh, required by the FCC. Uh, and I'm communicating uh, to the people online, excuse me, only on our Rock of Talk TV. So let me let this play itself out. Told you. There it is. A Literally, just as soon as Anna and her crew came on, that's the first thing they went to. So hold on one second, Anna. They can't do it twice. I appreciate our audience members out there letting us know what is happening. We are back here. We're here with uh, 
Anna Garner, you've uh, no doubt heard of her. Uh, Anna, your organization, we've had you on a, a couple of times. And uh, before you introduce uh, yourself and your crew here, I want to tell you thank you for all the hard work on behalf of the citizens of New Mexico. I'm, I'm pleased to do it, Eddie. New Mexico stands up very quickly. Uh, what is it, and uh, what are the next things that uh, you're doing? Go ahead. So New Mexico Stands Up is a, a public interest legal services organization, and we represent citizens of New Mexico pro bono in various suits that we feel are uh, relevant to a large population in New Mexico. For example, our first one was to sue the governor and the Department of Public Health secretary. Uh, that, that case was filed in December, and that was our first case that we filed in federal court. Uh, from there, we have also filed a case in Doña Ana County representing the first responders who were mandated to take uh, the shot, the injection, the uh, bioweapon, or be or face termination of their jobs. And so uh, we are also pursuing a case called, we call it the Save the Children case, uh, that has as its name, first name plaintiff American Frontline Doctors, and that's filed in Alabama, 11th Circuit, uh, in the District Court of Alabama, um, and we chose that for strategic reasons. But at any rate, we're doing what we can to stop the madness, and this is all madness. Everything is just absolutely uh, in our faces about the insanity that's going on. It is. It's uh, very twisted. Uh, we played all of the uh, information or talked about it. Uh, local public health professor warning that we have to take it. Um, you know, we have UNM professors consulting, talking about myths and misinformation. Uh, some Americans need the booster shot in addition to the, the original shot, VA becoming the first government agency to do the stuff. I mean, this is all right in your wheelhouse. And we've got uh, your two guests here, and I'll let you lead the discussion with them on what you wanted to share with our audience here in the Kiva this afternoon. Go ahead. Great. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, so these are two representatives of governmental agencies that we're all very familiar with in New Mexico. One is an employee of Los Alamos National Labs, and the other one is an employee of Sandia National Labs. Both of those national labs uh, contract with private contractors who um, provide the employees. So they uh, these mandates that are now happening with them are coming from we believe, from the government, federal government itself, not from the private contractors. However, notwithstanding who is mandating it, it is an illegal mandate under the emergency use authorization. But they're only they're taking it several steps further, Eddie. They are creating uh, discrimination. They, they, they're making people get tested or wear masks or somehow be isolated and shamed uh, and creating hostile work environments for those people who are smart enough to investigate this bioweapon and, and refuse to have it in their bodies. So the, the people who are actually researching this and know that it's not a good thing or that they don't need it or it's even dangerous to their health are being discriminated against. And what what I am just so surprised about is the number of smart people out there who are taking it. Where the research is available, it's out there, and they're not they're not looking at it or they're not believing it or something. And all these people are lining up like lemmings on the cliff. Yep. Uh, let me uh, correct one uh, word that you're using, and it's not research because it's proof. It's data. We actually have fact-based data. 
Anna, and that's exactly what you get to argue because it's not believe the science. That's all theory. The vaccines aren't vaccines because they aren't FDA approved. And here we are, we're being forced to say we're getting vaccinated or we're going to get vaccinated, but it's not even a vaccine. Let me add some more fuel to that fire because let me uh, make the transition to something in the state of New Mexico. And you did say that you did have a, uh, a lawsuit with, uh, against the governor of uh, New Mexico. Uh, this is what's happening from the New Mexico PEDs, which uh, doesn't sound very dissimilar to either Sandia National Labs uh, or Los Alamos National Labs. All individuals in the elementary schools, regardless of vaccination, are required to wear a mask. In a school building, on school transportation, or at outdoor, indoor school-sponsored events, secondary school students, staff, and volunteers who are fully vaccinated provide documentation. A full vaccination are not required to wear a mask. There you go. Here comes the shaming. Secondary school students, staff, and volunteers who are unvaccinated, those who do not provide documentation of full vaccination, are required to wear masks while in a school building. And then finally, unvaccinated spectators are required to wear masks at indoor school events, but they are not required to provide evidence of vaccination status. Now, in addition to that, coming over the top of that, the New Mexico PED says that the schools must maintain a voluntary, I like that uh, use of that, student surveillance testing program. This isn't voluntary. It's a surveillance testing program with a weekly goal of testing 25% of unvaccinated students participating in sports and all schools must also test 25% on unvaccinated staff members each week. That is going to be a requirement. I bring that in only from the standpoint that the treatment of students uh, versus the treatment of government employees is not dissimilar uh, to, towards one another, whether it's at the state or the federal levels. This is coming down on all the citizens of New Mexico. Go ahead. Well, this is, this is child abuse, and parents need to recognize that this is child abuse. A Weimar Germany family court found it to be child abuse to require children and students to wear masks and to socially distance and to be subject to random PCR tests where they stick a big swab so far up their nose it hurts them. And we don't even know what's in those PCR tests. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're certainly not valid for uh, determining whether someone has a viral infection. Um, and that is another uh, aspect of this whole virtue signaling. Oh, we're going to get our tests. Oh, we're going to wear our masks. Oh, we're going to get our shots. It's a lot of virtue signaling that means nothing to anyone who has, who has researched the data, as you say. There is plenty of evidence that these shots are dangerous. They are, they are yep. killing more people than the disease itself did. They have, CDC has lied about the numbers of people who have died. They have lied about the numbers of people who, and by underestimating the number of people, they've overestimated the number of deaths, and they're underestimating the number of deaths from the shot and underestimating the number of uh, lethal adverse effects. And also now, why in the hell do they want to vaccinate the children? The children have virtually zero risk of dying from this. They have zero risk of transmitting the disease, mm-hmm. and yet they are now being subject to a drug that could sterilize them for life. That's if they survive it, right. and, and subject them to myocarditis and pericarditis, and now in school, shaming them because they don't get it. If I were a parent, there is no way I would have my children in school right now. People have to know the system is so broken, and they need to get their children out of that concentration camp 
uh, communist indoctrination system that has developed into our public school system. And the teachers who don't want the shot either will gladly leave to help teach the children. We can set up community schools and get the parents involved, get the the aunties and the retired people involved in helping to, to teach the children rather than what is happening now. It's, it's really an abomination that our children are being subjected to this. We're speaking with Anna Garner, and uh, she has uh, two of her uh, unfortunate, uh, unfortunately, they're, they are the ones who are subjected uh, to this, Anna, and they're going through this. And I think this is a good entry point for both of these gentlemen to sort of comment how they arrived here, maybe what some of their colleagues are saying, what you think as far as the case, and, you know, try to figure out where there seems to be some potential light, hopefully at the end of the tunnel. Because if we can see light at the end of this tunnel with uh, uh, both of our subjects here today, then perhaps we might find ourselves uh, out of this uh, pandemic altogether. Go ahead. Well, I'll start today. I'll start on that. Um, you know, this this for anybody who's really paying attention or doing their research, it's been obvious since pretty much the start that this is it is an engineered crisis. Now, that is not to say that. This is not a real bug. Um, my wife works as a respiratory therapist at UNM Hospital, so she's the one who actually manages the ventilators where these people are being treated. And they are suffering from something, as she says, not the flu. So it's real, and it's horrible. Can I ask uh, you a couple of questions uh, about that? And it might be outside of the purview of what the focus is, but since we started out following and tracking this stuff for so long, and I know, Anna, this was a lot of part of what your research uh, that you were doing. I mean, there seemed to be some level of incentivization of these hospitals to have more and more and more infections, uh, almost concocted, because there was uh, some level of uh, payment uh, to the hospitals or institutions or even private hospitals uh, to have positive test results, $14,000 for a positive infection, $41,000 for uh, a respirator. Uh, can you speak to that at all, even though it's a uh, third-party uh, hearsay? Can you just comment on that or no? Yes. I can. Well, what I, what I would say about that is can you blame the hospitals when they're offered $42,000 for a, for a fraudulent PCR test? You know, all they have to do is, is generate this PCR test and say, oh, look, after COVID, I get $42,000. Can you blame the hospitals for, for falling for that? I can't. But the the thing that is um, that is, there's two things that are that I want to make a point about. One is the doctors, the nurses, they are all doing their best to save these people. Sure, they've been um, you know put in a really hard position by our governor, who banned hydrochloroquine and azithromycin mm-hmm. off the Sandia website. I followed a link and found a paper from March 20th of, ni- of 2020 where two researchers showed that hydrochloroquine and azithromycin eradicate this thing in five days. And so if they really wanted to get rid of this this uh, scamdemic, whatever you want to call it, if they really wanted to stop COVID, they could stop it in its tracks in a week. But they don't want that. They want to keep it going and they want to uh, make it, uh, there's there's clearly other motives going on behind the scenes because what they're doing doesn't make any sense. It's illegal. It's unethical, um, and that goes all the way down to you know all the managers, etc. At at our labs and stuff, they are following 
in the footsteps of whoever told them what they had to do. And it's all illegal. And there must be another reason behind all of this. The, the main thing is the, there, all of this EUA and ever, all the EUAs were based on there being no other treatment. Yeah, emer- emergency of, use authorization for our listeners. Right, emergency yeah. use authorizations require that there is no al- other alternative treatment. Okay. And there is, there's multiple alternative treatments. And so every bit of this is illegal. Annette, uh, go ahead and step in. You had something you wanted to say? Yes. Um, we don't dispute that there was, there is some kind of disease floating around that looks pretty horrible to some people. But what we have to bear in mind is that there is a 99.9% survival rate across the board. And for children, it's very close to 100%. So for children, for the, for the emergency use authorization to be extended to allow for people down to age 12 to take it is absolutely criminal. That is crimes against humanity. A lot of this is crimes against humanity, not just that part. We have that all over the place. But this is a bioweapon engineered by sadistic scientists, and we have the proof of that. We have the proof of all of that involvement with this uh, level four bioweapon lab in Wuhan, as well as what happened in the U.S., and how the U.S. government agencies helped support that gain-of-function research. So we know that there's a real thing that does kill some people who have, uh, unfortunately, fragility and comorbidities. However, the, the response is worse than the disease, and that's what we're all fighting here. And the, the two people that I've asked to come on both work for government agencies that are requiring uh, this at the risk of losing their jobs. And the way they're coercing them is not to actually mandate it so much as to coerce them through other tactics. And those are the tactics I wanted them each to be able to speak about. Yeah, let's uh, let's get on that. And certainly this information is not anecdotal. Uh, the gentleman who was speaking, uh, this isn't uh, simply his opinion, and uh, he's recklessly throwing something. I mean, these are... Uh, well-educated, very academic-driven, but very principled, as we've heard from Dr. Yeadon several times uh, here on our program when we talk about the science. And, you know, he offered the, the two choices right there. So that's got to certainly help and bolster your case uh, in most normal circumstances. But under the uh, state of emergency that we continue to find ourselves in, uh, what are we, Dowd, more than 16, 17 months in? Hmm. Uh, you, all reason and accountability is thrown out the door, and we certainly have this uh, tyrannical force that has taken uh, place. And, Anna, I'd like for you to bring in our, our other uh, guest uh, here this afternoon uh, to, to further cement that. Uh, just, uh, you know, it's, it's palpable uh, what you're hearing uh, from these gentlemen. Uh, sir, would you, the other gentleman that's on the on the line, would you mind uh, talking about your uh, what you're experiencing and your thoughts? Yeah, no problem. Uh, thanks. So at Los Alamos, uh, last I heard, it was about 80% of the employees are vaccinated. Uh, the 20% are subjected at the moment to serial testing. Uh, they claim it's random, but you know it's every two weeks. So they have a, a system to do the PCR swabbing. Um, they don't allow pretty much any medical reason for anybody to get out of that. Uh, we have uh, people that have uh, had their personal physicians' opinions overturned by the Ahmed uh, physicians. Um, uh, we have uh, people that uh, are discriminated against because they have to wear a mask to go to meetings. 
the pressure is really palpable from the 80% on uh, those of us that have chosen for medical or other ethical reasons not to take the jab. Um, it's uh, uh, quite um, uh, interesting. Uh, several of the people that I've talked to, I asked uh, why they took the vaccine, and one of them said, well, it's my civic responsibility. My response to that was, well, your civic responsibility is not to go to work when you're sick. Stay home. Then you don't wow. pass yeah. it. Right. So that's pretty obvious. So if people uh, let, let me, that Yeah, let me stop day. you there. Uh, I, I just want to add in one little snag and then uh, let you continue on. But from what I remember, right, Dowd, from the information that, that we have continued to, to track in, in all of this, if I'm not mistaken, you are only transmissible if you are symptomatic. Is that correct? Uh, that's what we've heard. And, and, and the young woman who was the WHO official last year who said that, and they immediately were backpedaling. Anybody who you know questioned the official narrative, right? Uh, I think she was maybe a French physician or doctor. I mean, they 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 want to just they want to destroy that concept that asymptomatic people are either cannot transmit it or are very very low risk. Um, but again, that's another perversion of the facts. Right there, you go. Okay, please continue, sir. Yeah, so uh, kind of at the beginning of May, middle of May, when they instituted this policy up at Los Alamos, um, one of our groups sent uh, the chief uh, occupational medical officer a question why uh, they didn't take um, the opportunity to do random testing of everybody at the lab so they can have some data that would tell them whether uh, there was transmission from the vaccinated to the unvaccinated and so on. And what uh, the response was, uh, yeah, well, yeah, we could do that. that. Those kinds of studies are being done elsewhere, but it would cost money and it would take time. We'd have to get approvals. It's like, okay. So the response back to that was, okay, so Los Alamos doesn't do science anymore. Um, no response back to that. Yeah, of course. All right, let's go to your uh, colleague. I'm sure he could corroborate the uh, same level of experience. And, uh, by the way, we're going to blow through the top of the hour news uh, here and continue with this very important conversation. Uh, please, please go ahead. Yeah, I would say there were, there were two stories, you know, that tells you that they are tilting the table you know, not playing fair with us. Um, the, the biggest one was there was a cluster of 11 infections in one of the divisions out there. And out in the Sandia Daily News, they blamed it all on unvaccinated, unmasked people. Well, it turns out when you get the real story, there were three of them that were fully vaccinated that also had, that also tested positive for COVID. And it turns out through the grapevine, uh, one of those was actually the guy who came to work sick and was spreading it around on purpose, sort of in a joking way. Um, I've heard this third hand, but I think it's probably real. So at any rate, there's that. But then on top of that, you know, just simple things, you know, little things. Like I was part of a team that won a big award for, uh, it's called an Employee Recognition Award. And one of the things that you do is you go get your picture taken. Well, when they sent out the invite for the picture, they said, if you are unvaccinated, we can't support your social distancing, so don't even bother to show up. You know, and this is an award that they just this weekend on on a Sunday morning sent me a FedEx um, award, you know, in to my house saying thank you. And it's, it's a big deal. It's a big it's a big award. But they're they're definitely trying to make uh, make pariahs out of us. 
and we're not sick. There's nothing wrong with us. We didn't we didn't ask for any of this. We just keep going to work and doing our job, and they are coming after us. And and that's you know, it's kind of I call it the Sandia Hunger Games. You know, yeah. we're we're constantly yeah. just yeah. trying to get our job done, and we're being singled out. Now, now, both of you gentlemen, and we also have Anna Garner. She's uh, leading the charge, representing these uh, gentlemen. Uh, but both of you gentlemen are deductive reasoners, which means that logic, critical thinking, you're in an environment where it's a, a matter of national security. You're going through all these things in a very deductive way, and you have an administration that is very inductive, making these really large, uh, and you, of course, both know what that that word is. It's just making large sweeping generalizations based upon one or two examples. It must be true because I expect it to be true. And that's not how scientists or engineers work at all. And I got to imagine that this has made you, uh, your your head, uh, and I want to say that you're you're mental because of this, but it becomes a mental challenge to the point where it becomes impossible to sort of switch gears. This is a deductive reasoning. Uh, this is the way I, I go about my personal life. This is the way we go about science. I have to have the proof. I've got to be able to back up uh, what I'm talking about here. And then you get the administration coming down with an entirely different uh, a way. I'd like for both of you to respond to that from just your own uh, experience and how that is increasing or decreasing morale and how it's uh, hurting things for people uh, within your organizations. Go ahead. I went to the radio and put in 1,600, and they killed that, too. You guys pay attention. Never mind. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, we, there we go. We'll have, there, there she is. Go ahead. Well, yeah, that is, it is something that you have to uh, pay attention to for your own mental health. When you um, go to work and you're being hunted sort of every day, you know, if, you, if I happen to walk across the hall to the bathroom without my mask and someone comes in, I could get turned in, and I'm at the point now I've been reprimanded for not wearing a mask. I will probably be fired if the next time a manager finds me without a mask. Wow. And and that feels like being hunted every day. And at some point, you just have to recognize that this insanity will stop someday. But on a daily basis, um, it is, it, you know, it just it feels like you're wearing a yellow star. It really does. Um, people are really trying to, uh, and I have, and I know that I've been snitched on too. Um, my daughter, who is, works in an emergency room, had it, someone come in the other day and say, we just need to line up all these people against the wall that aren't vaccinated and shoot them. Get it over with. This is the kind of reaction. Have you actually heard, have you actually heard that? Yes. Okay. My, I'm going to stop right here. That, I wasn't going to. My daughter told me that firsthand. I wasn't, I wasn't going to jump to this, but you did use the word yellow star, and I am, uh, I am uh, of Jewish heritage as well, so I can talk about this. And I think uh, people need to understand that his reference there uh, is really having to do with when you know Jews in Nazi-occupied Europe were literally separated, and those who are and those who aren't. And, and you said, where will it end? You know, eventually there's an end. And I'm like, I'm not sure it's going to end. Some people have thrown out. Does it all end when we're finally in extermination camps? And I'll let you, from a deductive position, think uh, of where of of the logical conclusion there, without getting too dangerous, of course. Go ahead. Well, of course, I think the the thing is, we we can see history. The whole point of, I mean, when you look at what happened in Nazi German Germany, they were trying to vilify those people. They were trying to marginalize them, dehumanize them, make them look like vermin 
and and it worked. And they could never, you know, the especially the Hungarian Jews couldn't believe it would ever come to the cattle cars. Well, I'll tell you what, there's a bunch of us who are not getting on a cattle car. You know, we are drawing the line and saying, no, this is wrong. We need to stop this now because where this is going is completely un-American. Uh, uh, the other gentleman from Lanel, then we'll bring it back to Anna Garner. I'd like to get your thoughts on the deductive versus inductive uh, environmental thinking going on uh, there as well. Is it a similar experience, sir? Yeah, it is a similar experience. Um, it's it's very hard to, uh, for people to get their work done uh, um, because of all of these uh, situations that are going on. The other thing, there uh, a lot of the uh, the people that are not have chosen not to get vaccinated are uh, being subjected to the tests. If you miss one of the PCR tests, then uh, uh, there are disciplinary actions. Uh, my understanding is that uh, well, several people in our group uh, that are currently on uh, leave without pay uh, and they're being investigated and probably be terminated. Um, wait, wait, wait. So this uh, is this is a, a really, really tenuous. So how do you know that they have gotten leave without pay? Uh, can't they? So, don't, don't they require uh, at least at this point? Because this is a huge jump. That if they cannot provide or did not agree to provide the services that they're contracted or employed for at Los Alamos National Labs, wouldn't they at that point then have the option right to work remotely, like many people have? when the entire place was shut down, <laughs> right, right. That yeah. would be the, I mean, you know, doubt here can do that. I and mean, how, how is it, uh, how is it that there's no pay? So, uh, so that's a, one of the disciplinary actions is uh, on the route to being terminated. They put you on leave without pay. So I want to uh, make a statement about that working okay. from home. Uh-huh. I, re- I work remotely. I'm 55 miles away from the lab. I rarely go up there, but I am subject to being tested every two weeks, uh, regardless home? of whether I'm at home. Yeah, so I have to go up there, endanger myself on the road uh, with the crazy New Mexico drivers during uh, rush hour, um, such as it is going to Los Alamos. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I, it doesn't matter whether you're working on site or working off site. If you're not vaccinated, you have to be tested. Uh, we got to get Anna Garner in here. I saw about. I'm not even. Uh, I'm not even attorney, but I'm pretty sure I can uh, start at least uh, uh, the argument on this case. That was about three or four things that uh, uh, these gentlemen are, are are experiencing that is deeply inhumane and a violation of their very human rights. Uh, go ahead, Anna. I agree. It's not only a violation of their uh, inalienable God-given rights. It's a violation of their constitutional rights and their rights just as a human being, a free human being. And we have thrown those kinds of claims in some of our cases about uh, this is, this is a, a violation of human rights, a violation of obviously our constitutional rights, uh, and um, against the Nuremberg Code. Uh, it's, there are violations of informed consent laws. There are all sorts of violations happening right now. And what's amazing me is the absolute lawlessness with which all of this is being uh, administered. It's coming from our federal government. And if people aren't waking up to the fact that our federal government is not here to protect us, it is here to enslave us. And it is here to, you know, it has another agenda going on. And if we don't wake up to that fact and realize that we, the people, need to take our power back, our God-given power, our constitutional rights, 
are, are both under the federal and the state constitutions. If we don't wake up and re- retake our rights back, we are doomed. And this is this lawlessness cannot continue. We have to stand our ground. And this is why I'm representing uh, these two men is because they do stand. They're standing their ground. And the, we urge New Mexicans to push back by peaceful noncompliance. And that's that's what we have to do and stop this madness. Well, legal recourse as well. Let's talk about recourse remedies. We'll wrap this up as we come full circle. We started out talking about these two gentlemen as uh, hopefully their success and what they're pursuing will create a light at the end of the tunnel, which will sort of illuminate the light and everything. I was listening to something amazing uh, this morning. And when all men are sitting in a room, Men, women, people are all sitting in the room, and there's total and complete darkness, right? And one person walks into the room with a lighter and lights it. Suddenly, that light becomes the brightest light in the world that we've ever seen. Just a little bit of light. We can all see each other's profiles, and we can all see each other. The point that I'm making, of course, is we just need some little light of hope at this point, because that will absolutely quell and kill everything else if we can get some level of success. So a recourse... Uh, as we as it pertains to these two gentlemen, and then you also alluded to something called a peaceful protest. I'm not sure that we can use the word peaceful very much longer, given that we're going into our second shutdown. I'll let you take it from there, Anna. Go ahead. Sure. What we're doing now is we're realizing that there's a lot of brokenness about all of the systems. So what we're doing is we're trying to mobilize, motivate, educate, rather than litigate. So we're trying to do that in terms of getting the word out to New Mexico citizens and creating an army of individuals because we are more powerful than the governments are. It is, it is up to us as individuals and realize that we are, we're trying to empower the uh, average person who is now feeling so disempowered and depressed about all of this. And I'm telling them, please, stand your ground, stand your ground. Take your children out of school if you need to. Do what you need to do. Start organizing in your communities. We're doing constitutional revenues right now through New Mexico Stands Up, and we feel that these have a very good chance of being successful, as they have been in other states. So we're encouraging people to go to our website, nnstandsup.org, and please check out the types of remedies that we are proposing, the constitutional remedies, the activism that, we're, that we are looking at uh, doing together. We have to unify, and we have to identify unify. the people yep. who are like us. And so Absolutely. this is what we're doing. So we've, we've got to do this. We are also, uh, I'm starting to encourage people to realize we have to step out of this dysfunctional and dystopian system. This system is not working for most of us. And while uh, 80% of some people in certain areas are taking the jab, I think, I think that nationwide it still is under 50%. I do think that we, those of us who refuse Fully to vaxxed, do this, correct. are in the majority. Yeah, yes, and I saw exactly. we, we did the country-by-country country comparisons, and I'll put this information out for the two gentlemen who are uh, suffering an insufferable injustice. If anybody else was going through this, Folks, you would be very uh, every bit as uh, angry at these gentlemen uh, that are communicating nothing but logic, clear thinking, and an experience that they're not going to tolerate. And you have to keep your cool. Uh, you can't lose your head about uh, about you in any of this. And 
I, I just have to say, when you look at these stats, Canada, what they're vaxxed about 72%, highest in the world. But then you got Japan, where they have the Olympics at 22%, Australia at 21 uh, the, in, in continental Africa, it's less than 10%. You don't see these massive outbreaks that are happening right now. And this, hey, we got to vax everybody in the world right now. We're, we're focused uh, hyperbolically right now on, on the United States of America for some particular reason. They figure if we can go ahead and, and get us to go ahead and bow down to the tyranny here, then it can happen actually everywhere. And they will be putting out a light on all humanity. If you don't mind, uh, and I'm going to thank the two gentlemen. You guys can go ahead and, and go. I don't want to keep you any more than you have to be here. Do you guys, either one of you, want to say some final words? Just thank you. I appreciate you getting the uh, the word out, and thank you to Anna for her representing us. It's very much appreciated. Okay. Uh, thank you yeah. very much. Yeah. Anna has been our light, and we've found, you know, a community and a place that of power, a place where maybe we can make a difference. You know, when it, uh, there's a lot of people out there probably who are isolated in some way where they can't, um, they don't have a support system. Well, that support system exists. Come find us. We are out here. And uh, thank you very much, sir. And I'm so sorry about what both of you guys are experiencing. And I'm sorry for everybody else out there who's experiencing Something very similar. I've got uh, as many text messages, messages, excuse me, uh, as I've ever had uh, here. So uh, kind of going through this. I'm going to get Dowd's uh, reaction. Uh, would you mind indulging me for a few more minutes here, Anna, from uh, from Dowd? He has some questions for you that I think would be important updates uh, for our audience. Do you have uh, a few more minutes? I'm happy to stay. I'm okay. happy to stay. Go ahead, Eddie. Dowd. Um, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't want to get like super wonky on this, Anna. I'm not an attorney, although I've been a public policy analyst for 29 years. It seems. The, it seems the kind of sovereign citizen movement types who say there's no role, you know, employer, you, you know, you have complete freedom for anything your employer does. The government can't do anything to you. Mandate this on the one hand. And on the other hand, you've got the Fauci fascists who say you have to you have to comply. You have to comply. You know, this is a there's still a lot of sort of wide open legal playing field here. We've got potentially conflicting state and federal statutes we've got a supreme court precedent uh, way back in cambridge massachusetts 100 years ago you've got the americans with disability act you've got the civil rights uh title 7 of the civil rights act about uh being a religious objector uh it's kind of all over the map here anybody who says they think they know the formula about how this is going to play out moving forward uh i, I think is is dishonest we're this is going to be a, a heck of a battle moving forward can you uh, outline in general the sort of specific legal objections citing statute and, and precedent and, and constitutional provisions uh, that uh, you believe empowers your cases against this kind of thuggery? Yeah. So the Constitution says that the people are the source of the power. We delegate that power to the government as a trusted, uh, basically like a trustee. And so the power rests with us. We have delegated it to them. We depend on them to exercise their power in a way that benefits us, not that lines their pockets and benefits them. So the power is inherently within the, that of the people. That's in our constitution, both our federal and our state. We have, we have rights in the Bill of Rights. Uh, both states, all of the states as well as the federal constitution have a Bill of Rights that outline our rights. We are free from unreasonable search and seizure and uh, to be secure in our property and effects and our lives. And so these things 
Uh, everything that's not delineated in the Constitution is inherently reserved, and that means it's there. We have such inalienable rights, uh, such as the right to breathe, and it doesn't have to say that in the Constitution, because if it's not stated what the rights are of the government, it's reserved to we, the people. Yeah, enumer- you know, so enumerated. It's reserved to the state. Right. Enumerate. If it's not enumerated, it's reserved to us. That's what's, It's already ours. We don't even have to enumerate it. We don't have to say it. Right. And it just seems like this has been such a, an erosion and encroachment on our, our God-given rights that it just it makes your head spin, really. It's like, where has our country gone? And it, it's, it's distressing to a lot of people, and I understand that. It's distressing to me as a mother and a grandmother to see children wearing masks and children getting depressed and children who have high suicide rates. In fact, I think that the suicide rates for children is higher than uh, death of COVID. Uh, so uh, this, this is all a very alarming time, but we, we have natural and God-given rights, and we're not, we're not exerting them because we have been taught that the government is the authority. We're being trained to be yes. subjects of a nanny state, there you go. and we have been programmed. And we have to rec- wake up to the fact that we are very heavily programmed and get out from away from the news, the mainstream news and the newspapers, and start looking around at the evidence yourself. You know, why would this whole thing, like Eddie says, is not going to end? You know, they promised us a little carrot. Oh, if you get your, your vaccination, you won't have to wear the mask anymore. No. And the people who have the vaccination are terrified as ever and are still wearing the mask and blaming us who are healthy and walking around unvaccinated as or uninjected, I should say, um, as vectors of disease. And like the, the other man said, we are being treated like vermin. And that's what happened in Nazi Germany. That's exactly what happened. They dehumanized people who were different from them, and that allowed them to create atrocities towards those people. And and that's if we're not careful, this is exactly where we're well, going. Yeah, we so, are. We are definitely headed in that direction, Anna. I would you want to say one yeah. thing and then to reconnect back one more time to to Dowd? But you know, use the word trained. Uh, you know, whenever you see a dog that's well-trained, it has zero to do with the dog. Every dog has the perfect, complete, and total capability to be trained. It's a direct reflection of the discipline and how much joy the trainer is getting by telling that dog what to do. And they are literally addicted to this conditioning that has happened where they have such a great satisfaction and outcome by striking a little bit of fear and taking a little bit more control. Striking a little bit more fear, taking a little bit more control. And we're just focused on the treat that we're getting, whereas uh, overall we need to be focused on Hey, how does this affect me? Does it make my life better? And oftentimes, you know, on, you, I, you say all the time, right? Ignorance is bliss. The dog doesn't know any different than what it's being told, you know, and really a lot of people have lulled themselves into this, that they need all the rest of the dogs to do exactly what he's doing. And I think that that's just the bat worst way to go. Uh, Dowd, I'll let you uh, wrap it up. One more question for Anna. Uh, yeah, Anna, I'm just, my concern is that the, the, the courts have been so perverted over the last, you know, hundred plus years of, of progressivism that, that what, what really scares me and I really feel for the guys at, at Lennel and, and Sandia and all the employer employees who are being forced through this. I'm just lucky enough to kind of be an independent contractor. I, I'm not a formal employee of, of this media empire, and I do a lot of my own thing. And, and I, I'm just lucky in that regard. I don't have a direct employment you know, with a manager over me at every time. My, my concern is not only are we going to go from 
employers mandating this, but we're going to fall back on the whole Jacobs, yep. Jacobson thing from 1905 with the Supreme Court ruling saying this was a 7-2 majority in every well-ordered society charged with the duty of conserving the safety of its members, the rights of the individual in respect of his liberty at times under the pressure of great dangers uh, should be subjected to such restraint to be enforced by reasonable regulations as the safety of the general public may demand. And we have this, you know, we have surrendered uh, our individuals in this country and embrace this sort of collectivist notion. And my fear is that those kind of arguments are going to carry the day in this notion of the general police power of government uh, empowers legitimately the uh, state, local, federal entities to impose these restrictions and up to and including for a government mandating that we all get the shot, regardless of your employment status. And so it, to me, it's going to come down. It seems kind of obvious to me. It's going to come down to, you know, what judges you draw in this fight moving forward. I'm, terrified that we've lost so much of that notion and this it would all be sort of slept, swept into this general category of police pow- power general welfare government can do what it wants and i'd like to leave i hope you could leave us with a little hope that maybe as these cases move forward we can sort of chip away and and at, at that kind of thinking and get some of our rights back yes i think that the supreme court uh eroded the jacobson versus massachusetts uh, holding considerably last summer mm-hmm. when uh, the uh, archdiocese case was brought uh, before the U.S. Supreme Court. And uh, I think it was Judge Justice Gorsuch who said that, you know, especially in times of crisis, our constitutional rights do not uh, take a permanent sabbatical. Yeah, so, but, so point of clarification, Anna, Anna, just for our audience, uh, the point of clarification mm-hmm. on the archdiocese, you're speaking of the uh, the New York Archdiocese, where they uh, could not re- uh, refuse uh, services, uh, church services, uh, to their ill, correct? Right, the one against uh, Governor Cuomo. Yes, okay. Yeah, the, the one, the uh, Archdiocese of Brooklyn against Cuomo. And uh, there was some very good language in there that indicated that the Supreme Court was retracting uh, from the Jacobson versus Massachusetts case. It is the one that the defendants love to bring up. You sure. know, the government likes to bring that up because it's, it's almost an abuse of power. The emergency use authorization did not exist back then. Uh, so there were a whole, there's been a whole lot of laws that have been enacted, uh, since that time. And this, this case, uh, does stand for in an event of a serious public health emergency, the government may protect life and health by mandating certain things. There is no question that people have delegated that to the government. Yeah. In this case, this is not a danger. This is a fear-mongering story that has been created to, to make, to coerce us and mislead us into getting a very dangerous injection for the benefit of other uh, entities, the pharmaceutical companies, those who invested in the patents, all of the people that are involved in this heinous criminal enterprise of what's going on right now. But people don't realize that our government really would do something that terrible to us, and yet they are. So if people take it upon themselves to really, really research this, research what has been filed, the documents that Pfizer and Moderna filed with the FDA, research what's going on, research the actual health and uh, adverse effects, the secondary adverse effects, if they research this, they will, they will have moment to pause, and they need to know. These are not approved by the FDA. These are just approved under an emergency authorization. They didn't conduct enough studies. They didn't conduct animal studies as required. They actually substituted a different mRNA technology in the animal studies. So how do we know if this is safe? 
we know it's not safe because the humans were the experiment and we're still the experiment. And now the children are the experiment. And I want people to wake up to this fact. Anna, obviously uh, you're at a point uh, where you're getting closer and closer, but it takes a substantial, uh, a substantial amount of study, uh, research, uh, uh, obviously uh, labor uh, to get through all of this. And our audience uh, is willing to contribute to your cause to get things going uh, on behalf of New Mexico Stands Up uh, so we can continue this fight. Uh, and how can they get involved and where can they donate? Thank you. They can go to our website, NM, which stands for New Mexico, nmstandsup.org. We have donate buttons. We have a PayPal there you can donate to. We have a get involved, volunteer, uh, subscribe, be, in, be informed about what's happening in our lawsuits. We post everything about our lawsuits that's happening there. We tell people about other activities that we're doing, grassroots activities that involve individuals. And if they want to know how they can help, we have a lot of ways that we can get them involved and get them to helping us. We need every everybody's feet on the ground helping us for this to succeed. Anna Garner, thank you so much for being here. Join us again uh, real soon and uh, wish you the best of luck. And we'll check out the website and donate. Thanks for listening, everybody. Back Thanks. after a quick Thank you, Eddie. Yeah, thank you. Uh, back after a quick break, we'll be back to check in uh, with weather and traffic. And of course, uh, we'll get to the uh, murder mic stats and uh, the latest crime for the last 24 hours. 526 back and forth. Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. In our increasingly busy world, it is always nice to take a little time to sit down and relax. At Monty's Cigar Shop, we offer everything to help you do just that. There's nothing better than spending time smoking a great premium cigar with family and friends. Monty specializes in artisanal, hand-rolled cigars that make up just 2% of the worldwide cigar market. With over 2,000 different kinds of the absolute best cigars for you to choose from, you are guaranteed to find the perfect fit. Whether you've been smoking cigars for years or you're just starting now, we'll find the right cigar for you. Stop by and see us at 3636 San Mateo in Albuquerque or give us a call at 505-881-7999. That's 505-881-7999. 2020 has impacted so many things, one of which is how we live in our home, how we work from home, do school from home, even how we have meals, social connecting, and enjoying entertainment in our home. This is Tracy Venturi of Venturi Realty Group of Keller Williams Realty. Every year, 10% of homeowners sell their home. For 2021, it's estimated that the number will be even higher. For many, the plan to move in the past year was derailed or postponed, and many more have recognized the need for a different home for how they live now. You may not be ready to sell your home yet, but at some point, you're curious about how much your home is worth. Don't trust an automated online estimate to know the value of what is most likely your most important asset, especially in today's fast-moving market. 
Call us, the number one Keller Williams real estate group in New Mexico, your neighborhood expert. And when you do decide to sell, don't leave money on the table. You can choose the number one real estate team that will get you premium marketing and maximum value. Call today, 448-8888, or visit us online at welcomehomeabq.com. Amazing Grace Personal Care Services is companion care at a reasonable rate, including mobile assistance, meal preparation, household services, cognitive assistance, and support services, and more. 505-796-4900. That's 505-796-4900. No matter where your journey starts, it will end at Ann Matthews Bridal, where you will get to say yes to the dress. The Ann Matthews selection from nine top designers, including the Disney collection to 18 different lines, brings the shopping experience of New York and Dallas right here to Albuquerque. Call 890-3736 for your own personal shopping experience. Ann Matthews Bridal, 890-3736. Located across the street from Coronado Center at 6121 Manal Boulevard. Sun's up and dine-in tables are open every day at Sunny Side Up on Manal, Louisiana. Breakfast and lunch at Sunny Side Up. You know, it just doesn't get any better. Sunny Side Up specials are yours online. Sunny. That's the place I like.com. Auto thieves make stealing your vehicle a priority. We make preventing your vehicle from being stolen ours. Revelco NM.com. 505-550-4994. 505-550-4994. Looking for a full-service landscaping company that can design, build, and maintain your landscape? True West Landscape is the company for you. Whether you are a property manager or homeowner looking for that quality weekly service, True West is here to help. Contact the True West team of professionals today so we can show you our quality service options at 505-395-7770, 505-395-7770, or visit online at truewestgroup.com. Hey, Grandpa and Stella. We need to get back to work. We are working, Ava. Yeah, all this cleaning and sanitizing is hard work if you do it right like we do. Exactly, Stella. Especially while serving all the yummy Monroe's food with a smile. Behind the mask. And in a safe, sanitized place. Hey, Hey, Ava, we we want a raise. I'll give you two a raise. Go and raise the flag and get back to work. We're going to Monroe's in the Heights and downtown. Directions at chili.theplaceilike.com. All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather, where we have a flash flood advisory until 745 tonight. Again, if you come upon lots of water in Arroyos, do not try and drive through that. Not recommended. Okay, here's what we have. The rain has been falling mainly in the north and mainly in the east. So let's get rid of the accidents real quickly first. I-25, I'm sorry, I-40, westbound transition to south 25. Major injury accident there. Looks like they're trying to open up the lanes once again, but traffic stumped. And in the backup at University on the westbound side of I-40, an accident just happened a couple of minutes ago. But it's really the eastbound side that's going to be the heaviest right now. Driving towards the rain, you're going to find from about the Big Eye all the way over to San Mateo, under 30 miles an hour. Same story, I-25 northbound is going to be at a real halt, pretty much out of downtown Albuquerque all the way up. Uh, to Paseo del Norte, Paseo del Norte. No accidents, but the westbound side, that'll be heavy all the way to 2nd Street. And 2nd Street itself is under 10 miles an hour from La Cienega all the way up to Paseo del Norte. All this because of the heavy rain in the area. Wyoming also is going to be very slow around the Albuquerque Academy because of the heavy rain there. 
All right, we're at Life Spring at Salon Helena, where you can get Canyon water, change your water, change your life, and this is really good stuff for you. Kid you not. Life Spring at Salon Helena on Manal, two blocks west of Wyoming. All right, with that, we're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock and Talk. All right, and uh, Rudy, I'm sorry for taking so long on that. I just want to let everybody know that uh, we'll we'll check back with uh, Rudy just as soon as we can and bring him in. I'm just going to skip the music altogether. D. Dowd Musk, create analysis and uh, educating our audience. I've got more text than I know what to do with. Uh, I am running for mayor, so uh, for those people who are wanting to go sign the petition, www.the number one abq dot com that's the number one abq dot com we have 565 petitions that have been signed there will be no petition signatures going out uh we will not have any fraud there's also no donations so no donations uh to uh the campaign until it actually becomes uh, an official campaign which will be right around officially september the first uh folks uh we're pretty much all you got this is what you got left to Save the state, and uh, this is your voice. These are your people. These are the people that we put on here for the last, uh, feels like umpteen years. I've been doing this now for 10 years. The Dowd's been in here for the last year plus uh, doing this. Uh, you just heard his 29 years of public policy analysis. You got Anna Garner. You got all that information, and uh, we've got to hit this as hard as we possibly can because uh, it, it's that and prayers, and that's about what we have left, and Dowd doesn't do the second, and I, I do a lot of the second. Let's just uh, put it that way. Let's uh, check in with Murder Mike, see where we, see where we are the last uh, 24 hours in the city of Albuquerque, and it looks like uh, everybody seems to be... But you notice all of a sudden what's happening, uh, Murder Mike? Everyone's out putting all the stats out and the information. Suddenly I jump in for mayor, and everyone's finally talking about everything that needs to get done, not talking about who's getting qualified for public financing and where's my free money so I can buy commercials uh, on, on other stations. Murder Mike, welcome well, into the Kiva. How are you? Right. Yeah, we got to do it am, right. Go ahead. I'm doing fine, Eddie. I had my uh, computer access top- topography test this morning, which I found out is what the what the – Technical term is for a CAT scan, so but they don't call it a CAT scan anymore. It's just a CT scan because they do more than computer access topography. So, you know, there you go. And, and that's to finally, deal with the that's to deal with the mass that you have in your in your chest right now. That's correct. Yeah, I had to have a, a CT scan done this morning to find out what's going on up there, and then you know because the, the old tickers. Uh, Ticking away and, and the pacemaker is pacing, so everything is up to. Up to, up to well, I don't know, I'll get the results in a couple of days, so we'll right. see what happens. But okay. finally, finally, I can honestly say it was a quiet night in Albuquerque. They must have found out you were running for mayor because they found, oh, now we've got a straight shooter in office. We better look out. So yeah, uh, there might be some 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 problems, some consequences for you people out there. We're coming after you, uh, right? They must have, because I'm telling you, it was a quiet night in Albuquerque. <laughs> well, how quiet night. was it? Had... It was a horrible weekend. I mean, we had the stats, and Dowd and I were remarking. I mean, if you happen to have those stats handy over the weekend, let's just figure about the one-day die-down. Uh, no pun intended, uh, Murder Mike there. Um, but the one-day yeah, die-down on that. What did uh, I know the weekend was rough. What did yesterday look like? And then let's go back to the weekend to review one more time. Yeah, I don't have the weekend to do right, right handy with me because I had to move to another room. The phone died, went in, died in my other room. I turned my uh, my only other room into a, a radio control room, so oh, a whole okay. new look over radio control. Okay. You know, of course, now I sleep in the closet, but hey. <laughs> 
I would too. Would you, the guy, the next door uh, neighbor, with the AK forty-seven. Okay, so we, so anyway, last night was a quiet night, Eddie. We only had one assault that I remember, that I know of, and that was in the, on a hundred and tenth south southwest, where the where a thirteen-year-old was armed with a baseball bat. So not a machete. Younger, uh, no, no machete. This side, only a baseball bat. I think you have to be under twelve to get the a machete first. So. Um, <laughs> there it is. 39 to three, uh, shots fired calls. We only had two of those. Wow. 57 OD, uh, drug o- overdoses. We had two of those. One was in the, uh, uh, I don't have an address here, but it was at 10.46 p.m. where the patient was found unconscious with ineffective breathing. Uh, the problem with the drug overdoses, lots of times they're behind a, uh, a supermarket or they're next to a dumpster or they're behind, they're, they never, they're never at home doing the drug money OD. They're always out in public someplace buying a dumpster. That's unfortunate, but it's a, it's a fact of life. So we had two overdoses. Uh, 18, current, how about this? ETOH dr- drunks, only one drunk was uh, what? reported last night. Oh my God. What a, I want to repeat this night not, forever. Wait, they're this... not hanging all over the place on the curb. So yeah, they're finding out. His uh, ears don't work when he's talking. Did you? Did you pick that up? <laughs> Only one sensitive to you. There's neither going in or coming out. He has no idea. So no, I was just telling you, we're going to take this night for the rest of our lives. Keep going. Keep going, Mike. Okay, with domestic dis- the violence disputes, we had two of those, and a great just. Uh, what they call just overall disturbances. That's what police can respond to. Is disturbance it could be people yelling too much or uh, carrying on, causing a disturbance somewhere in public where it's getting out of control and the police are recalled. So there was only four calls of those. Uh, there was unfortunately there was three accidents with injuries. One was at 9:45, and that was in the 500 block of Phoenix Northwest where a pedestrian got hit by a car. And then at 9:55 p.m. at San Mateo and Mountain, there was a rollover accident. And then there was a pretty bad rollover accident about midnight, the last midnight at zero zero thirty five hours, and that was I forty at one to the eastbound off ramp. The vehicle went up the ramp, rolled over. There was an entrapment involved, but they got uh, extricated. But one person was in pretty critical condition, so that's that's pretty bad. Um, there was two. Unfortunately, there were two suicides last night. One was a hanging by a twenty two year old female. She was found deceased. And the other was a 14-year-old. She was found foaming at the mouth. So it's unknown what the cause of the, what their reasoning behind it was. Sometimes you never know. Sometimes, hopefully, you do and you find out and you can help them before they try it again. So that's a quick look at the, what happened in the Albuquerque area last night there, I know it was sad for a few people, but I got to say, I will take that uh, for the entirety of the uh, night of Albuquerque any night of the week. That is uh, tremendous. We are at 72 homicides, correct? That's, that's correct, yes. And yeah, that last night it, it was quiet. And you notice it seems to be following a pattern. It seems like every time there's just a, night, a weekend of, of total chaos and violence, it's followed by a calm for a couple of days, sometimes three or four days. It's like they, all this energy builds up and then they release it. They go out, they get, they get drunk, they get in fights, they, they start stuff start, you know what, with each other and and then but then they get all this negative energy out of their systems and then they calm down for a while. No, the, the, the criminal up. element is like a party crowd, right? And they, 
They shut it down after yeah, it is. You can't yeah, party a hard every the, night. Uh, the problem you see are party crowds. Mostly it's, it's drug-related um, yeah. when it comes to the more volatile offenses, such as you know homicide, shootings, sure. stuff like that, like we had the other night. I'm sure uh, they'll, in the investigation continues, they'll find out there was probably some kind of drug-related uh, situation where the guy was shot in the head at the, as he answered the door, hope. Possibly, yeah. we don't know that. That's speculation. But you know, when you find a body laying inside the doorway with an open door, yeah. and you have a shots fired call, and that kind of injury, that's usually what happens. So, yeah. good work, Mike. Uh, we'll see you tomorrow uh, at the bottom of uh, hour number two. Appreciate that uh, very much. Uh, just but, Eddie, for your sure. for your point of comparison, that uh, over the weekend, of course, this is three days versus last night. But even if you adjusted for the number of days, last night was was relatively quiet. We had twenty two assaults, twenty six shots fired. 12 ODs involving three deaths over the weekend, uh, 20 down-and-out uh, alcohol uh, you know, illnesses, eight shootings, six stabbings, that might have been a weekend record, uh, six suicide calls, and 27 drunk drivers, a whopping 16 domestic disputes. And uh, the only good news over the weekend was one homicide, but it was, as Mike said, I, I, I'll quote him, wild weekend, but pretty placid last night. So good good for you, Albuquerque. Yeah, keep it up. We uh, we like that. If if. If me running for this or whatever you want to attribute it to, I don't care. If we can get more nights like that, uh, this is a place that we want to invite more people to come and live. Maybe there, maybe there's uh, consequences for some of these. Still a lot of good things to do in Albuquerque, there ladies and gentlemen. Are. Low cost of living, good food, great scenic views, great weather. Still make a lot it, going on. To make it the best city in the world, why don't we? You have a chance. To I make chose it to live here, That's and I'm not right. that stupid, am I? <laughs> maybe. Hey, you did write down the one name on your notebook. You said that you had that name on your notebook. So it's like not schoolgirl, like spiral, you know, steno type thing. But uh, let's check on uh, weather traffic, Rudy Grande. All right, as we put things together, we start with the weather where there's a flash flood advisory for most of the area right now. You'll find uh, the rain is uh, going to be here till probably about 9 o'clock tonight, although the uh, advisory, the flood, uh, flash flood advisory, will uh, exit at 7.45. Right now, it is 76 in Rio Rancho, 70 at the Rock of Talk, so the rain is cooling things down, no doubt. But the roads are just tough. If you're going to be on Paseo del Norte, the westbound trip right off of I-25, under 30 miles an hour. That's the story over to 2nd Street, but beyond that, uh, <clears throat> crossing the river on over to Coors Boulevard, looks like you'll be uh, under 30 miles an hour there. Driving towards North Albuquerque on I-25 northbound, everything at about 30 miles an hour all the way from downtown Albuquerque to Paseo del Norte, mainly because of the rain. If your drive is on Eubank right now, you're going right through a cell that just... Uh, dumped a lot of water. So uh, Eubank northbound is going to be really tough stuff from Juan Tabo all the way up to Del Rey. And looks like we've got some slow traffic uh, because of the accident, I-25 westbound right there at uh, University. Hey, listen, come on in. We're at Life Spring at Salon Helena. That's on Manal, about two blocks west of Wyoming. We've got the Canyon water. You can take a gallon home. Doesn't cost you anything, but if you change your water, you'll change your life. Healthy water, alkaline water. Live spring at Salon Helena. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. All right, 543 here in the Kiva, and we return. We're going to get back to more of the action. we got to probably start talking about the pro-vax GOP people across the country. We'll do that next. We've got we've to cure those guys first. This is what happens when there's too much COVID going around. We're, we're losing some of our own guys, and that's not good. We'll do that when we return. 544, back in four. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? What you gonna do when they come for you? Bad boys, bad boys. What 
When it comes to vehicle maintenance and repair, you want a place where you can be sure you're going to get reliable, honest, and quality service. A place where a credentialed automotive expert will work on your vehicle and explain exactly what needs to be done and at a fair and honest price. And so important, where you won't be charged for parts and unnecessary service you may not even need. Now, where's this place? JJ's Premier Tire and Service, a one-stop shop for all your auto needs. Alignments, oil changes, brakes, computerized diagnostics, tune-ups, suspension, air conditioning, and more. And JJ's the tire dealer for all major brands, including Michelin, Firestone, and Goodyear. Hi, I'm JJ, and we've built our reputation on honest, fair-priced auto repair. We promise you excellent auto service, and we treat our customers the way we want to be treated. Trust JJ's Premier Tire and Service on San Antonio, just west of Wyoming. Call 821-5771. If you've been looking for guns and ammo lately, you know how hard it's been to find what you're looking for. At Los Ranchos Gun Shop, they expect demand to remain high throughout at least the first quarter of 2021, which means some shops and online sellers will charge crazy prices. Here's the pledge from Los Ranchos Gun Shop. You'll get a fair price and the kind of treatment you deserve to protect your home, your family, and yourself. Experience Los Ranchos Gun Shop on 4th Street, south of Osuna. Or shop online at shop.losranchosguns.com. Ready for some adventure? Then explore our new array of Lear's superior camper shells and tonneau covers at Smith's Ultimate Linings. Fiberglass base rails, trimless edges, DuPont automotive finish. Enjoy safety and superior advantages Lear offers. We'll even take $100 off with a purchase of a shell and liner. Visit our website at smithsultimate.com or call us at 505-332-1403 to begin your journey today with Smith's Ultimate Linings. Hi, I'm Kevin with Futons and Frames. We've been doing business in Albuquerque for over 30 years. We have the largest selection of futon frames in the state. Our futons are made right here in the USA. So if quality, service, and knowledge of product matter to you, then come on down to 4311 Manal or call us at 881-6863. Want the honesty, affordability, and reliability of a household plumber without the crack? Call Rogers Plumbing and Heating, family-owned and operated since 1973, for all your plumbing needs. Reaching Albuquerque, Baylor, Moriarty, Santa Fe, New Laguna, Pueblo, and anywhere in between. Rogers Plumbing and Heating is not only fast and reliable service, being family-owned and operated since 1973 means they always put their customers first and hold each of their employees to the highest moral, professional, and ethical standards. So when you need a fix without the crack, call Rogers Plumbing and Heating at 243-9703. I need something sweet, chocolate, vanilla, fudge with fruit, nuts, cream jelly, mouth-watering, tingling, sensational, and I need it right now. Not just from anywhere, it must be the Candy Lady in Old Town, and they'll even deliver. Check out the Candy Lady at CandyLady.com. Taco Tote on Central across from the historic Highland Theater has the Family of Five meal deal. One and a half pounds of meat, fresh homemade tortillas, the sides, and don't forget the salsa. Enjoy takeout, dine in, Taco Tote, hugetacos.com. Bad credit? Need it fixed? At Credit Rescue, Inc., our services have been used by mortgage companies, banks, and auto dealerships to help people who have been turned down for credit. Don't spend the next 7 to 10 years as a victim of high interest. Remember, knowledge is power, and you now have a way to get back your credit worthiness. Bad credit can haunt people for years. Let's rescue your credit at Credit Rescue, Inc. Call me, Mike Ramos, to set up an appointment today at 505-899-1448. That's 899-1448. Music is the great communicator on MakeUsGodlyAgain.com. 
sometimes we just need a pick-me-up. MakeUsGodlyAgain.com All right, time to put things together, starting with the weather. Where we have a flash flood advisory till 745 tonight. Again, we have some really slow traffic that's developed because of the rain. Let me tell you about a couple of accidents. First, on I-40 westbound right at University, looks like they put those three cars over to the right shoulder. Up ahead at 6th Street, a minor accident there. So all in all, not a terrible trip on I-40, but do know about those accidents. Now, if you're heading north on I-25, driving right into the rain, and uh, some of it has started to you know, stop in terms of the rain, but the drive is still under 30 miles an hour, pretty much from Comanche all the way up to San Antonio. If you're going to go on, I, I'm sorry, on Paseo del Norte westbound, the flyover totally sold out, and it stays under 20 miles an hour all the way over to 2nd Street, though the heavy pattern stays with you all the way over to Coors Boulevard. Looks like if you're driving towards the mountain, it's going to be Paseo del Norte eastbound. That's really tough stuff coming off of I-25 and not really improving till you get beyond Wyoming. Wyoming itself been slow right around the Albuquerque Academy from, well, basically Academy all the way up to at least Harper, maybe even San Antonio Harper. All right. We're at Life Spring at Salon Helena. We're here for another 15 minutes, and we've got the Canyon water. If you change your water, you'll change your life. Listen, it's free today. Come on by. Gallon of Canyon water. And we're at Life Spring at Salon Helena. That is on Manal, two blocks west of Wyoming. All right. We're up to date. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk. Stefani there. No longer Gwen Stefani. She's Gwen Shelton there, uh, Dowd. Uh, no longer on the market. No longer a single lady after the... Uh, not that you were hard after her, right? You're a good-looking guy, uh, what, in your late 40s, early 50s, and you marry a uh, 50-year-old woman, not a, 20, <laughs> not a 23-year-old. You know the Greek rule, which is half your age plus seven. Uh, I don't know really? why, that, I don't know that, why Blake did the, what he did. But, I can't even yeah. figure that out. Half your age. She can't so give you children. Seven. She's only going to get older. And, okay. Uh, okay, so yeah. so I'm I'm looking for a 30-year-old. <laughs> I didn't put I didn't adopt that rule. That's the well, Greek rule. Oh, where did the Greeks come up with this, this rule? <laughs> that's, that's what people named Onassis do when they get married. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Got it. I got half it. Yeah, back in the seven. day, Onassis. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Finally glad that she found happiness. Um, after a boy, that was a tough one. All right, I'm going to read all the text, and then we're going to get to the um, the, the GOPers who aren't being GOPers nationally who need to come back, right? And I think that they certainly got a little bit comfortable, right? Speaker of the uh, the Senate, you know, we had uh, the, the, the turtle. It's not just the out. turtle; it's other it's, it's governors. So many. It's a lot. Yeah, these guys are just piling up now. They're like, "Wow, we're finally going to see." This is what happens when you give an inch, they. Take a mile, okay? All right, here we go. 
Uh, so you tell me, Eddie, I'm looking for a 39-year-old single guy. That's funny, see? You just, now everyone's going to start doing the math. <laughs> <There you go. laughs> that's, that's what we got. A we have fun. a smart audience. Yeah, we we can do math in our head, can't we? Mm. Mm. Eddie, I find it curious that the Delta variant emerged about the same time at 60% of the U.S. population got injected with the gene therapy. Thank you for calling it gene therapy. I really appreciate that. Why does the uh, Fox News, much like 4713, thank you for telling me how bad Fox News is, because it's bad, continue to stoke propaganda surrounding the Delta variant. Maybe it's because they like the idea of command and control, like you mentioned earlier. With the media gleefully fanning the flames of fear, I see no end to the pandemic. Part two, either. On another note, congrats on announcing your candidacy for mayor. I will be signing the petition tonight. You can go to www.number1abq.com. God bless you all, Nakiva. God bless the USA. That would be Kevin. One of my favorite guys. Had a chance to meet him. Guy was dressed to the nines. Ooh, okay. Uh, suit, tie, belt and suspenders. You don't see I that love, often in the I Southwest. Love, I love belt and suspenders. Oh, I, oh yeah. yeah, yeah just, double up. Got to be sure. I love the belt and suspenders look. It's great. I mean, the way he conducts him. Uh, his parents need to be absolutely proud of him. His just amazing. And, uh, I took him to lunch over over at the country club. Oh, my. Did you see uh, Tim Keller? <laughs> Tim Keller, come back, Keller. Ruff, ruff. Worst hunting dog in the memory. Did you watch it? You liked an old yellow thing. Oh, I, you know, oh old I can't watch that. I, man, I just that is cry so weep horrible. like a... Yeah. I just weep. <laughs> uh, in fourth grade, we did Where the Red Fern Grows. I think I cried for two weeks after that. What is it about... What is it? Tim Keller, come back, Keller. No, no. I just uh, signed your petition for mayor, Eddie. Good luck. Hope you win. The Duke. Duke. Uh, Godsmack. I stand alone. I don't know. I feel this song at times. God bless those men in Anna. There you go. I know the harassment of the masking. You may be experiencing this yourself, ladies and gentlemen. You are not alone. You know, right? Didn't they say all together? Oh, only if you're there. Otherwise, they want to put you up against the the, the wall. Of We're all in this together, unless you disagree in any way with the dominant narrative. Yes, then you're done. You. Uh, let's see. We're getting lots of. I just suspended the concealed weapons permits of 22 people involved in the insurrection against the United States of America. Oh, that's from Nikki Freed. Fried. January 6, 2021. Wow. Um, she's celebrating that, spiking the football. Uh, I don't know. Who, who is Nikki Fried? Freed. Do you know who that uh, is? Uh, the Nikki Freed is the Florida Agriculture Commissioner. Oh, okay. Wow. She's the only statewide elected official for Democrats in the state of Florida. Oh, and she's, is she spiking the football in Florida? Yeah, nice. Okay, good for you, go. Nikki. Great. Oh, wait, great. Good job there, Nikki. Boy, bad job. Close to 600 baby corpses washed up in the... Washed up in Germany, about wow. 600 baby and child corpses, which are supposed to be laid out in a gymnasium. This process is supposed to have remained hidden from the public. The children and the babies are identified. Massive flooding in, in Europe. Unbelievable. Great segment, Eddie. Sorry you were interrupted by the emergency broadcast. Notice how we roll with the punches. We just picked up and uh, went up from there. Uh, should we blow through the top of the air? No, we need to hear the top of the air news, and we'll keep bricks. I got so many texts, I got to read them all. Uh, Eddie, just in. The New Mexico governor recommends residents wear masks indoors. <laughs> it's never going to end, huh? No, it'll end. You like me, Mayor? Uh, trust me, it's going to end right quick. Uh, no need for need no for concealed carry permit. I'm not sure what you said. No need for concealed carry permit. No permission needed. There you go. Rock on. Second Amendment. Uh, even though Murder Mike doesn't ex does an excellent job reporting on crimes that have been reported. There's so many that aren't reported or don't make the scanners or the headlines. Case in point, the video shows a man armed with an AK assault rifle trying to steal a motorcycle from in front of someone's house last night in the middle of town. Wow. Should we put that on the rockoftalk.chat? That seems to be like uh, 
paid subscription service for uh, D Down Rescue. Oh mm-hmm. wow, this is uh, there. It is. There's the AK strapping on the back of that. It uh, is it fair to call them? What do you, what do you call those? It's a. Uh, oh wow, this is bad. Wow. Yeah, here we are. Let me just make sure you guys can all see that on rockoftalk.tv. Say so there it is. You can see that. Look at him with the AK. Look at the size of that AK. Then he throws the hood on once he realizes that he's being he's being photographed. My gosh, brazen! This is this is exactly why. I mean, this stuff has been going on for years. It just gets worse and worse. No matter who mayor is, no matter who the sheriff is, no matter who the police chief is, the same stuff goes on year after year. No con- no consequence. Police officers just picking up and leaving. Uh, New Mexico governor recommends residents' masks indoors, another one. Eddie, I have to prove to anyone that an individual had the vaccine is a complete violation of HIPAA. Uh, but is it? Yes, it is, actually. Uh, you should not be asking people if they got vaxxed. Good afternoon, Eddie. My son, Stephen, who listens to you, forwarded a petition that he was asking me to sign to get your name on the ballot for mayor. I filled out the required info, hit send, and received a rejection. Uh, that's the city clerks. Okay, so let's go through this real quick. You are not verified to donate based upon your voter registration status. To receive this link directly from a candidate, you may not be registered to vote in their district. Uh, we encourage you to start at the welcome page in the site, and we'll process your information to see if you are able to donate to any participating uh, candidates. I'm not accepting any donations. Will not accept a single donation. There's no way that you can write me a check, send me any money, and it is worthless, okay? All I need for you to do is just go and get petitions. That's it. If you're receiving this notice from the welcome page, you may be registered. You may not be registered to vote. Please check at nmvote.org if you believe this receiving is an error. So just go through all this. Then it says it says change details. Go to home. I am registered at this place. I voted in the last federal election. The special election. Help. You need to know something is amiss, and your potential registrants aren't being allowed to sign for you. Keep trying. That's all I can tell you is keep trying. Or make sure that your name is spelled properly. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're registered as Johnny instead of John. I was playing around on the website last night, and I put my birth date in one digit wrong, and, yep. it, and it kicked me out. So yeah. uh, yeah. you got to confirm, confirm the accuracy. Uh, great interviews. Gracias. Maybe Dad can delve deeper on with him on one of his weekend shows. Oh, wow. Yeah. There's this guy's uh, kind of going in on uh, gals going in on your weekend show. For one crazy moment, I wish I lived in Albuquerque so I could sign your petition. And even not, I forwarded your email to five Albuquerque residents. I still know. Kind of sad, but happy to do my little part. We're rooting for you. Rooting, rooting. Uh, awesome interview with Anna Gardner. Thank you. Our New Mexico employees are being bullied. Yes, they are. More lawsuits, the better. Yes, people need to stand up and fight, else we are all doomed. Log the courts. <laughs> I like that. Uh, great segment. Glad you enjoyed that. Uh, Eddie, a rumor has it that the hospital I work for will be mandating the jab. Another besides the VA. Freaking out over finding another RN job in this state. Look at all the stuff that you guys are having to deal with. And we're here to fight for you every day. We're going to be back very quickly after the top of the hour news. So make sure that you guys uh, tune in. Just listen how incredible USA Network News is back in five. This is the Rock of Talk on AM 1600 KIVA Albuquerque. An independent talk radio. USA Radio News with Tim Berg. The Centers for Disease Control and Prevention is altering their COVID-19 related guidance 
once again telling people to wear masks in some areas even if they are fully vaccinated against a virus that causes the disease. Reacting to the new guidance, Fox News medical contributor Dr. Marty McCrary. It may be reasonable in areas where there's active outbreaks for those fully vaccinated to wear a mask indoors. The problem is when you create a mandate, you instantly politicize something. And in public health, we very rarely use public policy to force people to do something. You've got to be very careful when you pull that fire alarm. That audio courtesy of Fox News, the agency also recommending that kids wear masks in school this fall. Texas Governor Greg Abbott wants the National Guard to help with the rest at the Mexican border. He sent a letter to the Texas National Guard saying they need all the help they can get in capturing suspects. This is USA Radio News. Rockstar Radio. Did you know this station, this network, is looking for their next rock star broadcaster? That's right, we are. And it could be you. It could be you interviewing the guests, talking to the newsmakers right in the middle of everything. Have you ever dreamed of being a rock star show host? Now could be your chance. Together with this station, we'll help you with everything you need. The studios, the equipment, your own producer, a co-host if you'd like, and so much more. Broadcasting is changing. There's never been a need for fresh voices and unique opinions like there is right now. You can do this. Our professional team will guide you every step of the way sound effects show content building your social network media and everything you need to be the next rock star broadcaster get all the details email bill at rockstar.today that's bill at rockstar.today to get started with your own show email bill at rockstar.today that's bill at rockstar.today don't wait you could be the next voice for america email bill at rockstar.today the Senate is continuing talks on a $1.2 trillion bipartisan infrastructure deal. White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki hints that an agreement is in the final phases. After additional uh, engagement with the bipartisan group yesterday, we're enthusiastic about uh, getting the bipartisan infrastructure plan across the finish line. Confident we'll be there soon. The Senate Homeland Security Committee is holding a hearing with DHS Secretary Alejandro Mayorkas to discuss the department's budget for the 2022 fiscal year. Mayorkas saying the budget will go a long way to improve the immigration system. It includes a new discretionary request for $345 million for U.S. citizenship and immigration services to reduce the backlog of applications and petitions, ramp up interview capacity, and meet our goal of welcoming up to 125,000 refugees per year. And you're listening to USA Radio News. Hi, I'm Wayne Alaroos. If you like my radio show, you're going to love my podcast, War Raw. Each podcast, I present my top ten most outrageous, salacious, and controversial stories of the week. I break down the best of the best raw truth stories for conservatives, libertarians, patriots, taxpayers, Trumpers, and deplorables. Anyone who appreciates God, guns, gold, and tax cuts will stand up and cheer for War Raw. Check out this week's War Raw podcast right now. It's available to download at iTunes, Spotify, iHeart, or wherever you listen to podcasts. War Raw. War Raw. Americans consistently call the cost of health care their number one financial concern. That's especially true for the 155 million working Americans and their employers who are paying the highest costs of all. Americans pay about twice as much per person than citizens in other developed nations, and yet tens of millions of people are still uninsured or underinsured. USA Radio News had a chance to catch up with Marshall Allen. He's a reporter with ProPublica. He's also the author of a new book titled Never Pay the First Bill, How to Fight the Healthcare System and Win. And one of the things we discuss is how doctors are left out of the loop when it comes to the cost of procedures. 
when it comes to the bills, the doctors really don't know what's going on. I think they should um, get more engaged. But really what's happening is the business side of American healthcare is piggybacking on the trust that we put in our doctors and nurses and other clinicians. We trust them to heal us, right? So then we don't think that the business side of the industry is going to prey on us and exploit us financially. Both the universities of Texas and Oklahoma have submitted formal applications to join the Southeastern Conference. In a statement, the SEC says there's a clear consensus along conference members that adding more schools will lead to academic and athletic achievement. For USA Radio News, I'm Tim Berg. All right, let's get the uh, third hour underway and put things together, starting with the weather. Hi, everybody. I'm Rudy Grande, and unfortunately, we still have that flash flood advisory till 745 tonight. So you'll find intermittent pockets of rain throughout the city, uh, mainly moving looks like it's west and uh, north. So uh, just know that. And right now, it's 76 degrees in Rio Rancho, 70 at the Rock of Talk. Still have the accident we're dealing with on I-40 westbound right there at Eubank. While they're moving most of that over to the right shoulder, a little bit of a tenuous drive back towards Juan Tabot. Up ahead, still that accident on I-40 westbound right at University. <clears throat> that should be on the right shoulder here shortly. If your drive takes you north on I-25, get ready. A little bit slow. That's because there was that big rainstorm earlier, and that's just kept traffic a little bit slow coming into North Albuquerque. But even the southbound side, that'll be under 20 miles an hour. And Academy has just really been taking it on the chin. If you're uh, westbound, it's going to be slow from, looks like, McKinney all the way over to San Mateo. And the eastbound side is going to be from San Mateo pretty much out to Truchas. All right, we're at Salon Helena. If you didn't make it in today, come in tomorrow. Just tell Mike you heard about it on the, the Rock of Talk. He'll get you a, a gallon of Kangen water. Truly, if you change your water, you'll change your life. And ask him if you can have a tour of the salt room. That is perfect for this time of year, especially people that have allergy problems. Last spring at Salon Helena, we are on Manal, two blocks west of Wyoming. And with that, we're up to date now. Let's dive back into the Rock of Talk.
606 and the 505 with more 411 here for your third hour. I am Eddie Aragon, the Rock of Talk on AM 1600, KIVA, BQ.FM, and rockoftalk.com. Roco TV, Amazon Fire TV, Apple TV. We're all zombied out here from the uh, coronavirus, and uh, we've got our apps both for rockoftalk.tv and rockoftalk.com, so download that. And make sure you subscribe to rockoftalk.chat. Because if you see uh, the Rock of Talk TV, uh, you'll see that Rock of Talk chat and D Dowd Muska, who's uh, handling all the uh, duties over there, he'll have a complete rundown of the entire show. He is fully taken over. I'm no longer standing in the man's way. He is. Uh, he sees Pedro just coming all the way down the stretch. Uh, D Dowd Muska, hour three, commercial free. How are you? Well, sir? I think people are going to be re- remarkably. Uh, uh, they're just going to be infected, uh, impacted deeply, Eddie, by that interview with. Uh, Anna, I should say. I guess it's not Anna. Anna, Anna Garner and her two scientist mm-hmm. clients, and maybe she'll add to that. I think what we were getting at near the end there, and you know, we we, we couldn't go on because we we'd had them on for so long. But you An know, hour. I, I'm glad she was talking. She was citing the example of the Gorsuch ruling uh, in terms of maybe there's some sentiment in the Supreme Court enough of a of a of a, of a critical mass there to walk back from this very broad latitude that's been given to government for centuries, which is, oh, if it's a public health crisis, you get to do whatever you want. Well, maybe you don't get to do whatever you want. And I've been thinking about, we we have legal terms in our public policy, all right, uh, in the legal system, for example, beyond a reasonable doubt. In, the, in civil lawsuits, the preponderance of evidence. Uh, in the legal system, there's this reasonable person standard, you know, in terms of reading statutes, would a reasonable person define an assault or a burglary in this way, uh, impeachment and you know high crimes and misdemeanors. That's a specific language in the Constitution. The federal government literally defines what and what is not space, uh, not conforming to the international standard. Of course, our federal government says space is 50 miles, and the international community says it's 62 miles. We don't have. We've never developed in, in the centuries of American jurisprudence and legislative language what and in, what and in, what is and what is not a public health crisis. It can, a public health crisis cannot be whatever people in position of power say. We have to have some reasonable standard of what that is. When Dr. Eden says, if you are under 70 and you are in generally good health, the flu is more risky to you than coronavirus. That's a very interesting claim. Maybe we need to fight that out legally and determine if that's true or not. The government doesn't mandate that you get a flu shot. Most employers don't ma- mandate that you get a flu shot every winter. So if coronavirus is less deadly to Eddie Aragon, less deadly to D.D. Musk, less deadly to tens of millions of Americans than the annual flu, how is that a public health crisis? We need to define maybe some sort of you know infection fatality rate or uh, infections per 100,000 or deaths per 100,000. The government needs to be honest and define a strict standard. <laughs> We need to force wow. honesty upon the government oh, okay. to people like, uh, you're right, you caught me in a, in a preposterous <laughs> statement, and I, I thank you for your laughter. The people need to force the government to lay down a standard of what is and what is not a public health crisis, because right now we don't have one, and the courts have generally recognized the general police power of government going back centuries mm-hmm. of Anglo-Saxon, Anglo-Saxon law uh, and precedent that, you know, if, it's, if there's a danger, hey, this is where the government can do what it wants. It can't do what it wants if it's a crisis as negligible as coronavirus, and I'm not making light of people who've died, if you've lost a family member, I know people have died from this. But in terms of affecting us all equally and being this devastating uh, uh, medical crisis, or, you know, the worst of the people comparing this to the Civil War and Pearl Harbor, and you know, I mean, are you insane? Um, we need to figure out and define strictly 
federally, state, maybe even your local health districts, what's a public health crisis and what isn't? Because if it doesn't rise to the level, to use that term about Clinton, member 20 years ago, this doesn't rise to the level of high crimes and misdemeanors. If it doesn't rise to the level of a serious public health crisis, they shouldn't get to do what they've been doing to us for a year and a half. So to the extent that Anna is fighting this in courts and many other lawyers from coast to coast are fighting this, and some of them eventually will be arguing these cases before the Supreme Court, maybe somehow we'll stumble toward a definition of what is a public health crisis and when government can legitimately act on this and when it can't. Um, well, let's not forget it was Donald Trump who set into motion the public health crisis by listening. So let's just let's, let's be reasonable here, okay? Yep, so yep, yep, we've yep. got to acknowledge all the facts and bring this all in because I think the point that you're making in a world where people actually trust each other, that's not this one, but let's just say there was a world where people could have a conversation and not ban each other, shadow ban each other, ban you from Facebook or social media, uh, not create some sort of, uh, you know, you we're not going to let that kind of stuff go, have people determine what's truth and what's not. That would be a conversation we could actually have because mm. we would, I use this phrase all the time, the edge of our perception, right? The edge of our perception means that we only know what we know up until this point. But everyone's an expert. Everyone's afraid of getting their egos bruised. You know the three best words in the world? They're not I love you. I it's know. I don't know. Those are the three best words that you could ever tell somebody because it immediately tells the other person that, hey, I guess we might be able to do something that we could figure this out together because I don't know. You don't know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Here's the best three words that will save your life. If you're in an emergency situation in a crowd, say I don't know and move out of the way and find someone who does know. As quickly as possible. So here's the, the point that I want to make on top of, of Dowd, because I think it's very logical, it's very reasonable, but it assumes a first assumption. I was laughing at him, not at him, but the argument is based upon a world where people trust each other and the government's benevolent. Both of those are completely and totally false, okay? Not, not the case, okay? The people who control the government have an agenda and an outcome, okay, that they have fixated in their mind and they know better than you. Let me tell you, every single person who's hearing my voice right now, the government doesn't know better than you in any way, shape, or form. Your life, what you're doing, uh, your day, what you want to eat, how you want to do it, you don't need to be told what's better for you. And now we've relied, and now you know, you've turned this reliance into, uh, you want to talk about a, a bait and switch. The bait, you take the bait, you take the medicine, and hey, we'll give you back all these other things. Just keep doing what we're doing. And now... It's this codependent, ridiculous relationship where they need you, you need them. And the people who are outside of that codependent relationship, you know, like Romeo and Juliet, screw everybody else. <laughs> well, we know what happened to Romeo and Juliet, right? Didn't so well. yeah, it, did not, it didn't go well. So you have to look at this from the standpoint that, yes, Anna Garner's fighting this. Yes, there is law and order right now. Yes, we do have the upper hand in the Supreme Court 6-3. Yes, we still have uh, some level of control, but we're now giving it away in the U.S. Senate. But we don't have the House of Reps. We're down five. We don't have the executive. We're down there. And now they're literally not legislating a single thing. They're mandating, dictating, writing edicts, which is not what the government should be doing, right? You all remember that one scene. It's probably one of the worst scenes in any movie, I think, for anybody who's ever really cared about somebody. And it's when Braveheart, you know, he, he's in love with this woman. And the woman is, uh, you know, the proud daughter of these two really, and it's just a nice family. And, 
and Mel Gibson comes riding in, and he's he's in love with her and can't wait to be together, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But they have a secret wedding. And what Dowd was just referring to was that type of thing that's being read, a proclamation. Here's what did you say, Anglo-Saxon law. Here's what it is. We can take, we can do what we want, and we get first dibs on any woman that you decide to go ahead and marry. And you're like, what Royal privilege is that? <laughs> is that what it was called? I think, yeah. yeah. It, it, it's so incredibly heartbreaking, and that's kind of where we're at. The government can decide to do whatever it wants to do, however it wants to do, because you have the wrong people in government. They're just smart enough to maintain control, but oh so stupid enough to think that you're not aware of what they're doing. And they're so incredibly self-centered and prideful that they are that they've become tyrannical, such as the case of the governor and several other people that think that, hey, this is a mandate. I believe, if I'm not mistaken, the night that Mayor Keller became mayor, and I could be wrong on this, but I thought I remembered something like, hey, we have a mandate from the people from the city of Albuquerque, 63% of them, to go ahead and do what we want. Well, how's that turned out? What was the first thing he wasn't going to do? Raise taxes. What's the first thing he did? Raise taxes. <laughs> what was the second thing he was going to do? He's going to reduce crime. What's the last thing he has done? Is reduce crime. Think about your leaders, your leadership, the people who are leading the way. It's okay if they don't have all the answers. It's okay for them to go ahead and say, you know what? Let's work on this together. What do you think we should do? How are we going to get this done? Because we are, again, at the edge of our perception. Things have never been worse in the state of New Mexico. That's why I'm not making that uh, hyperbolic statement so that you'll go ahead and get behind me for mayor. I'm telling you because it's truth. There's nothing else left. After this, it's over. Should I play Reagan a time for choosing? Do I need to go back to that? Do I need to tell you how bad it truly is? Should we go to any of Donald Trump's speeches, especially during his last year, where they just took all the fizzle and prevented us from gathering because those crowds and those supporters were absolutely powerful in moving the needle and getting people on board? And yes, I do believe that Donald Trump won in a landslide, and I don't care what you think about my thoughts on uh, that. Uh, Eddie, you can't say that. Oh, no, we're not corporate radio. Oh, yeah, you, corporate you can radio. say that there if you go. believe so, it. Yeah. <laughs> I, would be, I would be banned forever. Uh, or if I worked for Cumulus, then at that point I would be forced to have the vaccination, and, I, and I'm only allowed to talk about certain things. They're not allowed to talk about <laughs> That's me. That's right. That's right. You know, over there. Worst of all, you lose your 401k. That's um, the is that, is that really, <laughs> That's the worst of it all. So anyway... There you go. Uh, good points, uh, Dowd. But I would say, Eddie, but you know, we're not in a logical uh, world where we are not we're, we're with a benevolent government who's trying to do the best things for us. Uh, we have figured out very quickly the population has, and trust your gut and everything you do, that they don't have your best interests in mind unless you do for them first. Dowd, go. Uh, yeah, to um, to address your point about Trump, and I think he he was too trusting to people who yes. are are. I think people like Fauci are men and women of uns, my favorite phrase, unsleeping malevolence. Um, you, you couldn't, you you can't blame Trump for what happened. But I will say experts. this about Donald Trump: he he, you know, he he trusted the wrong people. But I don't know if it was the week one or week two, very early in all of this nonsense, he said something that is the complete opposite of what his critics uh, claim he is. You know, they claim he's a dictator and he doesn't know any facts and he's not a, he's not bright. He said, we can't let the cure be worse than the disease. Mm -hmm. He was wise enough to make that statement. It probably wasn't prepared for him. It came from his own brain. And 
he was standing next to people like Fauci who couldn't care less about if, if the cure was right, worse yeah. than the disease because they just follow the playbook. So I will always commend Mr. Trump uh, for the rest of my life for on some level acknowledging and realizing very early in this. I was writing columns about, hey, you know, we've gone down this road before when we've convinced ourselves, uh, you know, to go down a path and, have, and allow no dissent. It didn't end well for the United States on all sorts of public policies, including uh, foreign policy and, and foreign adventurism. We don't want to make that mistake again. Trump was aware of that and I commend him for it because God knows the people in his orbit didn't care about that. Not wrote, at all. I wrote on leadership at the end of November. Could you pull you that up at rockoftalk.chat? And I think we should read the last one of those. So by the way, we have a new feature. Dowd will feature what's happening tomorrow on rockoftalk.chat, uh, plus the highlights from the previous day. We'll do that to wrap the show. But if you could pull up that, that piece on leadership, that would be huge. And, uh, you know, Dowd is not a Trump fan, just so you know. Uh, someone said, hey, where do I go to sign for the mayor, mayoral bid? www.1abq.com. Uh, we will get to the GOP story here momentarily. Uh, thank you for doing that. Uh, Eddie, besides the emergency alert timing being annoying, what aggravates me as well is you can't even understand it. I don't have control over that, what's coming out over that, that radio, just so you know. I really don't. Dowd has to get his luxurious hair going again. <laughs> people, people like your hair. Uh, yes, I heard the Republican women's group. I will, I will do everything I can to try and be there. Hi, Eddie. Thank you for having Anna and the two gentlemen on the air. I'm in the same boat, but feel so isolated. Thank you again for this discussion. Absolutely. And that's exactly what it was. I think we handled that the right, that was nearly an hour long, by the way. What a horrible government loving conformist human garbage country this has become. (laughs) Okay, he's he's the best. I mean, thanks for the sunny disposition. No, I, he's, <laughs> even he's I'm not the best. <laughs> I, I I like it. He's he just nails it. Can every you read day. that again? I want I want to be able to get oh, that yeah, quote. You, you want to get the quote? <laughs> yeah. What a horrible government loving conformist human garbage country this has become. <laughs> human garbage. There's uh, more CDC madness. Soviet Union like mandated. CDC reverses COVID guidance. New indoor mask mandates for hot spots. Guess what's not a hot spot? Uh, New Mexico. <laughs> but we got the CDC mandates anyway. Why? Well, we got to pay the piper. We get the most amount of money from the federal government. We're a death spiral state. And remember, we're all blue, so there's no consequence uh, here. We'll be all blue until November. Yes. Go to my website or go to the link, www.number1ebq.com. Sign on. Get on board. Okay, number one, Eddie. SNL New Mexico touts that 98.8% doubt if its employees have received at least one dose. Okay, I'm, I'm assuming this is true. Two, I have oceanfront property in Arizona to sell you. That's my favorite. Uh, three, you should definitely carry the Steve D show. He battles covid uh every day. Okay. Steve Deese. Um, everyone's got their favorite guys they like to always recommend to me. And I Believe it or not, I will actually go listen. Uh, if someone is going to ask me if I've been vaccinated or not, walking into a store... In my opinion, everybody else, that should uh, violate HIPAA, the HIPAA violation. We were informed in the beginning of March 2020 that the x-rays showed that the ball with the little spikes on it, like a dog's toy, wasn't everyone who had the virus and you're going to die. Very few. Yes, we did. That is true. Remember that? If you got COVID, I remember that. For all of about a day in my head, the fear of that did actually get into my head for one day. Right, mm-hmm. I think it got one day. I think that was it. And after that, I was like, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go hang with the people at three seven seven, or I'm gonna go do something. No, anybody willing to open? I'll I'll go buy whatever. You you make something, I'll just pay for it. We got to keep you guys in business. Um, let's see. Very few people in the state of New Mexico 
had that x-ray where it showed that ball in their lung. <laughs> <laughs> and once again, in my opinion, if you don't have that virus, you don't have the full-blown virus. And when you get tested, it shows the positive and isolate yourself. See if we've isolated the COVID uh, virus any more than the 30 to 40 parts instead of the 30,000 to 40,000 parts, what's actually required to develop the, the vaccine. And when you get tested, it shows the positive and isolate yourself for two weeks. That's a red flag to the governor. Does that red flag come off her list after two weeks when you don't have any symptoms? We've never talked about that. She's never acknowledged that. She's always treated everybody as a group. I wonder if that works for her family. Does she treat her two, who, her two daughters exactly the same, right? I mean, nobody wants to be treated. I remember uh, somebody told me, it's like, you know, I have this many, five kids, whatever. And see, they're all different. All my, five of my fingers are, are different. I think that's important. Looks like the FCC shut you down again, right, at the prime time of the talk. They're, of course, talking about I don't have control that the bigger stations has it. There's only one bigger, so we'll put it that way. Eddie, is there any other state that's doing this on what your guest is talking about today? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that is the case. Uh, Eddie, I got the email today. Send the petition. My wife signed it. Sent it to all my friends. Was in Costco this afternoon. I'm wearing a patriotic shirt. Had multiple people comment on it. I shared www.number1abq.com with everyone that engaged me. I love, that's great. Keep talking. Keep talking. I hope you guys all see each other's faces, too. I, I literally saw a, a family, I don't know, it was like a week ago or two weeks ago, two guys talking across the table from each other. One guy didn't have the mask. The other guy did have a mask. I, I mean, <laughs> this is crazy. Virtuous and the evil dude and the evildoer. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's right. At least a dozen people told me they would sign the petition and share it with their friends and family. There are more freedom-loving dookies. you got to be careful with that word, dookie, by the way, out there than I thought. But that dude like dookie. Uh, do you, we are kind of one giant dookie right now, given our ranking and everything else. I'm a VA employee who does not get want the vaccine. How do I get a hold of your guest? Uh, New Mexico stands up. Can yeah, you? let me get the uh, yeah, website. We'll get that I just out to shortly. Nmstandsup.org. So that's just N-M-S-T-A-N-D-S-U-P dot O-R-G, or just uh, don't use Google, search, you know, DuckDuckGo, New Mexico stands up, and there is an exclamation point in the official title, the logo. Uh, the exclamation point is not on the URL, so nmstandsup.org. All right, I texted that out to him while I was in the middle of that. Eddie, 1984, an animal farm, all rolled up into one together. <laughs> yep, there it is. Oh, uh, officers, officers uh, uh, checking in. My division employees are threatened with discipline under insubordination. Boy, we love our in, in, uh, you know, words insurrection, insubordination, with the undertone of termination. If they're found to be unvaccinated and not wearing masks, which should be at all times, they're terminated. Managers can audit employees daily, check in through a health app that Sandia Labs has set up, and it requires employees to enter information daily while they are at work prior or reporting for work. Zombies. There they are. All for a virus that, if you're under 70 and in generally good health, affects you, has the chance of affecting you less than the seasonal flu. I was we've had a mental breakdown. Right. I was worried about my, uh, my, my question to both gentlemen, which was deductive versus inductive reasoning. Yeah. You know, and uh, people need to understand that you can't make a free associative assumptions. You know, inductive reasoning is literally everything that's wrong with the world. Just oh, understand yeah. that it is the opposite of anything yes. that follows logic and control. You can't make wild assumptions because you happen to see or observe one thing or you have some sort of anecdotal evidence which is oftentimes what talk radio is driven by. Mm -hmm. We're literally sitting here with a Dow 3000. The guy literally only speaks uh, logic and, and reason. Trust me, I've been through it a couple of times, and, and I'm more of a touchy-feely guy. But I don't make, I don't make the logical de decisions that way. You know, we love, our, we love our true crime dramas and our true crime podcasts and yep. the first 48. 
when you watch these programs, and I, I, I kind of enjoy them, even though I don't have a TV anymore. Um, I've watched many of them. What do they? What do the murder police talk about now? Forensics. Uh, they, well, they they talk about when you're invest when you're a homicide detective, and you you cannot get wedded to one version, one theory of the case, because when you do that, you tend to discount and ignore and deny any problems that may uh, any problems with that theory that may implicate possible other suspects. So we we know it's confirm. We talk about confirmation bias, Eddie. I mean, you get. Yes. Fixated. Even you, looking, you looking for what you're looking for. Exactly. And you don't even intentionally do it. You can be a good public servant, true public service, l- looking to clear your cases and get justice for those families. But you have an inclination towards something. I don't like that guy, the way he t- reacted to us in the interview room. And step by step, little by little, you start to exclude the sort of exculpatory things and you see, uh, you know, plots and, and, and schemes and likelihoods of that person committing that crime everywhere to the exclusion of, of other potentialities. And the good murder police never do this. They never decide on one path and follow it all the way. They assess all the evidence all the time and they question themselves. And that's what scientists used to do. That's what people in public health used to do. Uh, now it's. Follow the science. Our narrative is the only narrative. Shut up. We'll ban you. We'll shadow ban you. We'll kick you off your media platforms. I, 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 if we ever have our guests back on from Sandia and Los Alamos, I really want to talk to them about the scientific method and what a betrayal of that it's is not, happening right now and how, as professional yeah. scientists, engineers, people who work in the real world, uh, it, it's, 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 a, it's, it's the... <sighs> yeah, betrayal, I guess, is a good word, but, um, I, I mean, it's the turning... It's, it's the turning of our back on the scientific method, which has achieved, combined with capitalism, has achieved the greatest good for the greatest number all over the planet, getting out of that sort of spooky voodoo world we used to live in and, you know, praying to the sun god and all that kind of stuff. And a vigorous debate and discussion process, and, and it may take years, it may take decades for scientists to finally settle on something. Well, now, we, now we've got a handle on this, but you're never going to reach that point if you fixate on one narrative and pursue that to all to the exclusion of all others, that's the world we live in now, Eddie. It's sick. It's truly sick. Uh, one of the things I guess, and I was just looking up uh, Sherlock Holmes. I have this uh, sticker on here that talks about uh, <laughs> heroes don't exist, uh, but highly functioning uh, sociopaths do. Um, <laughs> being able to put yourself in the mindset of the person, even though you have nothing to relate them to, will be your best first step at anything. Understand what you're studying before you even embark on any judgment, and you will be safe 100% of the time. What is it? Like, treat it like a, it's a widget. You know, like the back-to-school guy he was talking about. I mean, you really have to focus on what is, right? And what is is to look at somebody in a very objective way, and you can almost never go wrong in that. Uh, Here's my gift is aptly named I'm Eddie, and if anybody knows what an Eddie is, I mean, Aussies do, of course, it's uh, water flowing the other way. It's a reverse, you know, the, the toilet that you, uh, the only reason why you go to Australia in your lifetime is to <laughs> go, yeah, go the other way. That is, that's Coriolis me. effect, yeah. I believe it's called. So you flip everything um, on its head, right? So the idea is if you're going to understand something, we'll turn it around from the end and then go back to the beginning, sort of like uh, the cool play of the sciences video. Like, oh, what really happened here? What's going, how did this person arrive at this point? Where are they going to? Flip everything on its head. Turn it around. Make the white part black, the black part white. No pun intended with regard or reference to racial overtones here. But that's the other way to look at things. And if we can start to look at things in that way, then we're going to have you know perfect understanding of, of what's happening. And remove the emotion. It really is. But 
humans don't always work that way. No. And it's very quick for people, which is what we're enthralled in right now, which is this crazy narrative. We bought the narrative, and we hope that our government isn't lying to us because I know they would never lie to us, and I know Biden would never lie to us, and I know Trump would only lie to us. And because of that, I'm going to make all my decisions based upon that first principle. You, my friend, are co-opted, and you are emotionally strangled to the point where you now can't make a decision because you are hope, hope, hoping that this is going to come out the way that you want, and it's not. Right? You get yourself what? You ever walk, go to a movie? Right, a doubt, and someone tells you, well, "I always figure out the movie." Well, then shut up. You're, you have <laughs> my right, mother has yeah. that gift. She can right, figure out the murder in the first ten minutes. <laughs> there you go. That's not a person you want to go. Out. She has no. She has. She has not bought into the premise. She has not bought into the narrative. She's looking for the cues of what might be the least obvious, but probably the most focused thing of that character or whatever is going to motivate that person. And bingo, you know, Bob's your uncle, you're set to go. And it's like, oh my God, she was right the entire time because she didn't latch on to the emotion of the opening scene in the car wreck or the opening scene in the murder or whatever it happens to be. And that's the way you have to look. She at looks things. at the steak, not the sizzle. Um, I was, I was listening to, cause people know I'm a big fan of Adam Carolla. Who's kind of a, you know, uh, <laughs> he's an interesting guy. Um, not, not for the, not for the kids to listen to that podcast, ladies and gentlemen, but um, he was interviewing author Brad Thor, who writes these kind of you know thrillers, Dean Koontz kind of uh, Tom Clancy kind of stuff. And the government after 9/11, I'll commend the federal government for this. You won't hear me praise anybody in the government very often. They've been gathering together this sort of hotshot team of fiction writers and people who study the military and study the intelligence services and study international terrorism to get them together and say, what should we be looking at? We didn't. In, in 2001, no one thought commercial airlines would be used as bombs to kill thousands of people. That was a tremendous failure of imagination on the part of the government. And so, the feds, to their you know, to their credit, they've been can you, gathering. Can you, re- can you repeat that? I just want to make sure I heard that right. Okay. Uh, which part? <laughs> the, the part about the planes flying in. Uh, people didn't think that commercial airlines would be used as bombs. And, and did you know? Did you happen? Do you happen to know that there was an, an actual study? Uh, uh, commenced in 1999 about that very thing hitting the World Trade Center. Very interesting. Okay. It, yeah, I got to send it to you. Just, right. to, just as a point of clarification. Well, but, but think about the certainly not the people in those planes and the pilots. It was when, when we have hijackers, we land somewhere. There's a ransom right. because they just hadn't been used in that way. It wasn't. It wasn't common right. knowledge. So, t- so the feds have been gathering these authors. You know, creative people. I, I I'm an analyst. I have no create. I can't. I couldn't write a novel to save my life. But these are. <laughs> Clever people. Uh, I've read some Dean Koontz books. I, I really like him. He's a big libertarian. He loves dogs, and he's a gun guy, and he hates the government. So, uh, you know, read Dean Koontz. He's great. Um, so they've been gathering guys like Brad Thor, who I, I don't know much about. He was the guest on, on the podcast. And, you know, give them credit. If you want to get to Data Aragon's special three words, I do not know. How can we think in new and different ways about this and not get locked into confirmation bias? There and, you, uh, you know, I don't know if anything's ever going to come. I don't know if any terrorist plots have ever been forestalled because of this, but at least give the feds a little credit for bringing in, you know, we're, go- we're government bureaucrats. We- we're not creative. We can't think. We're not that bright. But bring in some people who really are bright from the private sector who have to sell books and pick their brains a little bit for this. So uh, that can happen. You know, that hasn't taken place with, with coronavirus. It's just been shut, shut up. Sit down, do what you're told, be a good little girl, a good little boy. And, you know, ladies and gentlemen, not, maybe not people in this audience, but for the most part, this country knuckled under, cowered at home, wore the masks, got the vax. How do you feel now? Masks are back. 
Lockdowns may be coming back. Now they're talking no, we'll, about we'll booster shots. The lockdowns are coming back. So what did you get for your conforming to this? Yeah, what did you get? Well, they got played is what they got. <laughs> they sure as hell so they're, they're subjects of, of that. So yeah. let, let me say one thing, and since you did bring up Dean Kuhn, so we are talking about the coronavirus and all this. So interestingly enough, when you remove the emotion out of things, uh, and I guess maybe you're a little creative or you can uh, forecast things or foreshadow, not in an astronomical way, but uh, a theory widely shared on social media Claims that American author Dean Coots predicted the 2019-2020 coronavirus outbreak in 1981. Post featuring the cover of the Eyes of Darkness book and a page in which Coots allegedly describes the coronavirus in his novel have at least 39,000 shares and at least 2,000 retweets on Twitter as of February 27th, 2020. 13 days, uh, by the way, before we went on full lockdown here in uh, this country. Most of the claims circulated in social media show the book's cover and the page in the book mentioning a virus called the Wuhan 400. The widely circulated, a circulated photo of the Kuntz's book page includes some highlighted text reading, including, quote-unquote, they call the stuff Wuhan 400 because it was developed at their RDNA labs outside the city of Wuhan, and it was the 400th viable strain of man-made microorganisms created at that research center. Some claims circulated also include an additional page that mentions the year 2020 and the outbreak of severe pneumonia-like illness. Now, of course, they have to do everything they can to undermine all of this stuff. But if you pay attention, you listen closely enough. I mean, you know, if you want to go look at some really strange things, look at the week uh, that Anthony Bourdain, uh, I got to go watch that movie, by the way, uh, died. And look who else died in that very same week. Two other people died the very exact same way. Look at the way that uh, Robin Williams died. Uh, you have to pay attention to uh, a reference there of the family guy. Some people would, the family guy literally was talking about Robin Williams' suicide just minutes before. Don't know if you ever saw this, uh, but before Robin Williams actually uh, took his own life. Wow. Yeah, it's just really some really interesting uh, synchronistic. Uh, it, it synchronized connections in all this. And they also had a, a, a scene where somebody escapes from Kevin Spacey's basement, I think, at the family guy. That was another Is that same thing? years before yeah. it, it happened. And then, and then of course, <laughs> what, and, and I'm now going to go to the super obvious point of all this, whether it's, you know, which Simpsons episode, what reference to Trump descending the, the escalator or anything else, there's a level of programming in where you get played in all of this because... The real reality of how things work and the way things are going, I hate to tell you, and I'm going to share something with you guys on Friday so you guys can all listen, so stay tuned for our third hour, is not the way things truly are. The life that you're living in a very strange way might just be an illusion. You may not know who's actually pulling all the strings to all of this, and so you either decide that you're going to fight against that program that's controlling you, and everybody else, and we have to liberate the light so that people can actually see what's happening out there. Now, we realize that we got engaged in a just a free thought, free associative uh, thought with the doubt. But this is that's when we're at our best, ladies and gentlemen. Well, I would say it, it is, but I think you should also... No just, David Lynch mentioned it, no Steely Dan mentioned it. Okay? Yes, that was uh, other yes, category. So we, we did skip that. I do, I do have to give you enough time. I'm going to read through these very quickly and then give you about, what do you say, five minutes? That'll work for you to kind of... Talk about the rockoftalk.chat site. Uh, sure. Don't forget, uh, go sign on. We are now over 600 petitions, it looks like. I can't see the number from here. I'm half blind. Um, 600 petitions uh, in total, ladies and gentlemen. All you have to do is go to www.1abq.com. That's the number one, abq.com. Uh, Dad might be, he, he might reference that somewhere in his 
his show knows, but probably not. On your discussion about 9-11, there was actually a foiled Al-Qaeda plot to blow up a dozen airliners in 1995. Thank you. The Bojinka plot, yes. Uh, but could not crash them into buildings. During the Clinton administration, the ISIS laptop was captured in Indonesia. They outlined the use of commercial planes as bombs. It was called the Operation Bogenga. Yeah, Bojinka. Uh, yeah. Bojinka. Okay, there we are. Right Ramzi there. Youssef, who, who was involved in the first World Trade Center bombing in 93, and uh, Khalid Sheikh Mohammed was involved in that plot. Yeah. Tell Dowd that Dean Kuntz is a Catholic. Okay. Interesting. Uh, the Hooters all use zombies. Uh, we'll play that on the way out. We live in the Matrix, like you just said. Most people cannot take that in. Yeah, you can't contemplate that. You got to really be focused on it. I think you know, if anyone asks you if you've been vaccinated, 100% should say no because it's not a vaccine. <laughs> Very good, Rudy. Oh, <laughs> that's, oh, that's I love Rudy. That's the best Eddie, kind of correct, technically correct. And <laughs> uh, I spun my wheels this morning typing in www.1abq.com and found the petition using 1abq.com. Okay, I'm not sure what that is, but uh, I appreciate that. Try to figure that out myself. Uh, let's see. Eddie Steve D's pronounced Dace is from the blaze of the foremost authority on the virus. I agree. He even wrote a book on it. Really good one. Okay. Uh, can't get to all of it. There's about another 30 texts. Let's talk about Rock of Talk chat for tomorrow and uh, the most popular uh, pieces of the Daily Blast from this morning. Yeah, Eddie. Uh, if you, of course, if you go to uh, www.rockoftalk.chat, you can sign up, ladies and gentlemen. This is... Uh, a product that is provided free, the Daily Blast. Uh, we do, of course, have premium content. We encourage you to subscribe for that. But the Daily Blast is an email that it's kind of a mix of uh, uh, what Eddie was interested in and what I was interested in. I, I was doing a, a just sort of like a daily newsletter for my friends and colleagues, and uh, Eddie uh, added some really interesting elements, sort of a historical look, kind of the old almanac or calendar you used to read in the newspaper back when he had a physical paper. So, you know, we've got everything from the weather report uh, for the day. You get it in your e email box at 4 a.m. Uh, to, you know, moments of historical uh, interest on that day, uh, this this day in hi music history as well, which is really interesting. But I guess my uh, news briefs, you know, mainstream news briefs, but I guess my, my favorite part of putting this together is to assemble the 10 links of the day, the things that I think are, are really most interesting. And we give you short form, you know, content. We give you a long essay if you want to read that. And increasingly, I've been putting some videos into this and podcasts as well as this. And I, more and more, I'm, I'm accessing Heard Here on, in, uh, on the Rock of Talk radio network, Blaze, uh, the Blaze TV, of course, which is from, from uh, Glenn Beck's uh, media empire down there in Texas. He chose to move to Texas, not New Mexico. Uh, mask mandates are back, even for the vaxxed. Uh, they had an interesting discussion on that. Uh, available on our, our Daily Blast this morning. That was the most clicked, Eddie, the most clicked link uh, in the Daily Blast awesome. today uh, to watch the TV. Second was very interesting because we don't ha we have subscribers and, and people who've signed up for the free Daily Blast all over the state. But number two was an Albuquerque-based article from an interesting website called fieldofschemes.com. We're talking about fighting the nonsense, the scam that's going, co going to come for our soccer stadium. And this is by a left-wing, you know, I read a lot of left, right, all over the place, neoconservative, moderate, everything. This is by a left-wing website, quote, Mayor Keller's justification for the project, the stadium, seems to so far to have been limited to shouting, you all have earned a stadium from the back of a pickup truck during a team tailgate party. A uh, nice slam from a national website of Little Timmy Pretty One. Very, very good. And if we have a chance to talk about this tomorrow, Eddie, I hope we get into it. The Cato Institute has been submitting freedom of information requests to the feds, the surveillance networks. Uh, they've discovered that Concerned Women for America, a conservative sort of, you know, social conservative Christian organization of women activists, has been surveilled by uh, federal intelligence. And so we're going to talk a little bit more uh, about that if we have a, a chance tomorrow. So this is the kind of stuff you're going to 
you're not going to get from, say, the Albuquerque Journal. Uh, you're not going to get from uh, KRQE and KOAT. Uh, and again, you can sign up and get this information every day delivered to your inbox 4 a.m. It's waiting for you. It's called the Daily Blast, and uh, I love putting it together for people. And more than anything, I love the commentary. We leave a space open for people to comment. We have 10 questions of the day, and your your thoughts are always uh, interesting to read. The uh, the little piece this morning, I was just actually just looking for it, and it just talks about the hypocrisy of where Joe Biden and Kamala Harris were, just in case any of you are trying to, uh, it, you might be feeling bad, probably not, but uh, for denying yourself the vaccination. Uh, he had a nice little montage, and maybe if you can include that, if you can locate that in tomorrow in the rockoftalk.chat, but his montage has this sort of interleaving both Biden and Kamala Harris saying, no way, I'm not going to take the vax. We have to right. get the vax proved. Uh, and, Trump oh, vax. Yeah, Trump, uh, uh, I'm not going to do it if, under his watch. He decided not to do it, but now we're forced to do it here. So there you go, ladies and gentlemen, rockoftalk.chat. Don't forget uh, www.1abq.com. That's the number one, abq.com. We're going to go out to Nirvana uh, here in the Kiva. The man who sold the world, very apropos here. Uh, for this edition of the Rock of Talk. And uh, don't forget to download our app both for rockoftalk.com uh, as well as rockoftalk.tv. <laughs>